0: Welcome back to Rewind Replays. Uh, we are doing a very special uh, three movie or four movies this month for St. Patrick's Day, the uh, the the Day of the Green. The movies we're doing are the Shrek movies. Um, this was kind of Hayden's suggestion. Mm-hmm. Hayden, say something.
1: Well, the Shrek movies is a up. lot of people know. Okay.
0: No, no, go ahead. Okay.
1: Well, the Shrek movies, as a lot of people know, are some of the most well-renowned uh, sh- films on the planet simply because of the meme potential out of all four. They're also good. Yeah, they're also pretty good. I'll say uh, the third one is where it most definitely falls oh, off. I and seen the um, third one in years. The thing that I like about the Shrek series is the fact that it kind of just came and then went. I know that after two, it became this humongous money-making machine because Shrek was getting like Christmas special spinoffs and Hollywood. Halloween spinoffs and all of these short films and stuff. He even got his own right at Universal Studios that's a 4D sit-down right. I mean, the thing literally kind of just blew up. And then Mm -hmm. after the third one, it kind of died down. Mm Then the fourth one came out, made a lot of money, and they're like, okay, we're done with Shrek. We're gonna go try to make new films now. And so, the Shrek franchise has always been one of my personal favorite franchises. Um, It's hard for me to ever imagine somebody replacing Mike Myers as Shrek, or Eddie Murphy as Donkey, or Cameron Diaz as Fiona. Like, it's just hard to think about anybody else in those roles, even though Illumination is planning on rebooting the franchise, which not on board with that at all because it's Illumination. Um, But the thing about the Shrek franchise is I've always really liked this franchise. It's been one of my personal favorites growing up as a kid. I always like to rewatch most of the films. I like to go back and look at how they've aged and stuff. And I'm gonna say, I always have fun rewatching all of them. They at least have some good jokes for the few bad ones that they'll throw in there. But for the most part, Shrek is a franchise that has evolved into a great meme. Uh, A lot of people have kind of taken this franchise and turned it into their own twisted creations. there's a YouTube video online made by 3GI Studios that is called Shrek Retold, and a bunch of people came together and just remade Shrek 1 with different animation styles. Um, Shrek got his own rap video, the Fairy Tale freestyle rap. Uh, he got a lot of merchandise. He obviously is still kind of prevalent in meme culture today. Shrek has not left us after all these years. Most of these franchises and stuff die off. We forget about them, but... Shrek is still here, and it's kind of amazing since his last film was in 2010. So I'm very glad we got to talk about these films. I've always liked talking about the Shrek films with people and stuff and their thoughts on them years later. A lot of friends still like to watch Shrek. I like to watch Shrek.
0: Brian, do you like Shrek still? I love Shrek. The first movie's really good. Uh, I had not the three other movies I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, I had seen them all before, and then after that, it was just like... uh, I always saw the first one more, and I never saw the other ones. Uh, I think it has to do with the first one being the only one that was on Netflix for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these are great movies. Yeah. for Even for uh, adults, they're pretty good, because they have some pretty good adult jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of... Bad words in them surprises me for a kids movie, but at the same time, I feel like they just didn't care. No, probably. Especially not. since the first one was just a big middle finger. Mm-hmm. But we'll yeah. get into that when we get into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of uh, glad we got to do this, and also meme potential. This is uh, the meme potential podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, of Hayden mentioned the Shrek rap from YouTube that. I absolutely hated the moment I uh, listened to it, and I still hate it, but I kind of have it stuck in my head, and I curse you to this day, and it's only been one day since you sent that to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I good good franchise for the most part, from mm-hmm. what I remember, uh, so I guess we'll go ahead and end off the intro here, and we'll jump on into it after this. First movie, Shrek, uh, of course. Uh, Hayden and I both really like this movie, I think. It's it's a modern classic. Mike Myers as Shrek. Uh, Donkey, played by Eddie Murphy. Cameron Diaz plays Fiona and John Lithgow. For some reason, I have a fascination with this man. Uh, John Lithgow plays uh, Lord Farquaad. I guess we'll go ahead and jump right into the movie, because there's not a lot of pretense we can give to it.
1: Yeah, uh, so if a lot of people don't know, Shrek won uh, the Best Animation Award years back at the 2001 Oscars. Really? Uh, it beat out Monsters, Inc. that year, which I kind of think that, yeah, Shrek was better animated than Monsters, Inc. Uh, but it was kind of the first wake-up call for Disney that, oh no, we've got a company that's now competing with us for this thing. Uh, I don't believe Shrek 2 ever won it. Obviously, Disney put out something better in 2004 that I can't think of right now. But um, this is kind of Nemo, a big... what? Uh, what? Finding Nemo, maybe? No, I think Finding Nemo is 2002. Oh, oh, The Incredibles came out in 2004. Oh. That could be it. Um, but the thing is, what I've always really liked about the uh, first Shrek movie is it is kind of just the subversion to fairy tale movies. Um, what I like about it is right out the gate, the very first thing that you see in the movie is a storybook narration that is interrupted by Shrek going, like, that's ever going to happen. What a load of... And then he flushes the toilet and he wipes his uh, ass with a piece of the uh, storybook. Yeah. And that's kind of the first opening to this movie is not going to be like every other fairy tale yeah. movie that you've seen before. Uh, but basically, to get into the plot of this movie, so Shrek is an ogre. He lives in a swamp by himself, and he likes living alone. However, a bunch of fairy tale creatures get dumped onto him one day, including an annoying talking donkey. He wants all of the fairy tale creatures gone from his swamp. So he goes to Lord Farquaad, who wants a princess so that way he can become king, decides to take on a quest for him to get this Princess Fiona back to him so all the fairy creatures can go away, but along the way starts to grow with Fiona and realize that maybe ogres do deserve love. Yeah. So first off, this movie is pretty great um, at kind of setting the stage of this is going to be a very anti storybook uh, movie because Shrek is a character Uh, does not like human interaction. He has kind of been set on the fact that he may never find love because he is an ogre. He likes living in isolation. He doesn't like people or other people coming around him and stuff. And he just thinks people don't like him because all they see him as is a big, stupid, smelly ogre. But when Donkey comes around, he does not really care about what Shrek is. He kind of likes Shrek as a person. He doesn't care when Shrek tries to scare him off. He's just like, man, you're kind of scary. If you do that to anybody else, we'll be sure to keep them away from your swamp. And so, Donkey is so dumb to the fact that Shrek could possibly kill him at any point, or that he's a stupid ogre because he kind of looks past that and sees Shrek as what he is. He's just a lonely guy that wants friends. And I always like Shrek as a character in this first movie because of the way he's just so awkward with interactions and stuff. The way that he tries to talk to Donkey about ogres having layers and stuff and when yeah. Donkey doesn't understand he calls him a dense, irritating donkey and stuff. When Lord Farquaad calls him hideous and stuff he's like, oh that's not very nice and he's kind of throwing small jokes at him because Farquaad is a midget. Yeah. And then even when he's flirting with Fiona and stuff there's a great scene where he's trying to tell Fiona that he likes her and he's like, like are you gonna eat that and then he like <laughs> when she turns away to get it to him you see his fins uh, fist clench up and he goes to like smack it down because he's angry at the way he handled yeah. it but i kind of relate to shrek he's an awkward character that isn't used to uh, human interaction he's always been kind of used to the fact that he may die alone but now he has found love in which he never thought an ogre could have because that's the way the fairy tale world looked at it was that these ugly hideous creatures that are ogres don't deserve love and so shrek is such a relatable character in that own way.
0: Uh, I relate to Shrek because uh, I am Shrek, basically. Where are you? Yes. Except for the fact that I'm uh, I'm not green mm-hmm. and I don't have the ears on the top of my head. Um, yeah, this is a really good movie because it, it, it's fun. It's, it's the perfect three-act structure, I feel like. Um, I feel like it kind of takes some of its uh, ideas from The Princess Bride in a way a little bit because uh shrek for some reason just reminds me of andre the giant from the princess bride and i don't know why
1: he gets more speaking lines than andre and mike Myers andre. puts his great accent yeah
0: into it. uh fun fact about shrek the character though he was originally supposed to be played by chris farley but mm-hmm. chris farley died unfortunately and no offense to chris farley i feel like his character he wouldn't have Put uh, brought the character to the light like Mike Myers did because have oh, you yeah. heard like the test uh, audio they did? Mm-hmm. It's just Chris Farley. It's no like accent or anything. Yeah. Mike Myers really brings the character to light and like b- gives him character. Yeah. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we should talk about how this movie's a big middle finger to Disney yeah, or um... Pixar.
1: Yeah, of course, as a lot of people know, DreamWorks broke off from Disney at the time. They went to create their own independent animation studio, and they put out some small under-the-radar films like The Prince of Egypt and stuff that nobody went and saw, The Road to El Dorado nobody went and saw, and finally they got their big break with Shrek. And Shrek is a lot of things. It is most definitely a middle finger to the Disney company because of the way uh, when you look at uh, Duloc as a kingdom and stuff, it's clean, it's pretty, you see Lord Farquaad's face on everything there, and even Lord Farquaad is a big middle finger finger to the head of Pixar, John Lasseter, a little bit, and kind of Michael Eisner in some ways, too. Uh, He's a midget in the entire movie, and the entire thing is uh, talking about how he's this big, menacing ruler, but in reality, he's just a small, short, really kind of uh, insecure guy. He's compensating for something. Yeah, he's compensating for something, as they say. Um, The thing that I like about Lord Farquaad as a villain is he's just kind of goofy, and he most definitely is just kind of the head of Disney at the time and John Lasseter at the same time. He wants this perfect kingdom. He wants Fairy tale creatures and weird ideas pushed out he wants to make his own clear brand out of his yeah. own image and stuff and like I like Farquaad he's got some of the most quotable one liners in this movie and stuff I love the one where he specifically says some of you may die but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make yeah. like it's lines like that that are great uh, I love the sequence with him especially where he's trying to look for a bride and uh, the magic mirror on the wall is like giving him a game yeah. show type uh, ch- selection for each yeah. of the princesses and he doesn't even know which one he wants he just goes with what Felonius is telling, him, which is pick three, and so pick he picks three. three. Boss, pick yeah, three. he's
0: holding up two fingers. Yeah,
1: and of course when he picks three, it's Fiona and stuff, and like he's just basically the head of Disney, is what yeah. he is. He wants a perfect kingdom, which is what I kind of find funny because that's what Disney is trying to build—is this perfect carefree kingdom.
0: Yeah, I, I I love that this movie is just the biggest fuck you to Disney, especially the fact that they're they're taking these like characters that Disney has. Mm-hmm but doesn't own the full copyright no, to...
1: I don't think anybody can really own the rights
0: to the uh, fairy tale. Creatures. I think they can own the rights to their specific version of it, but they yeah. can't own the rights no, to... the actual fairy tale, the, tale. The actual, yeah. And it's just funny because it, it, it's just them saying, oh, Disney has these versions, we're going to take that same character, make it a little bit different, and underutilize them as hell. Yeah. Like Cinderella and uh, Sleeping Beauty and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh... If if you ever wanted to say fuck you to Disney, Dreamworks did it and did it in the best way possible yeah uh
1: especially because due to the fact that they created their own characters that are kind of middle finger characters because shrek is not a uh protagonist that disney would usually pick they want the handsome guy or the handsome princess he is an ugly ogre that gets his own story to tell even donkey the sidekick you would think oh a noble steed or uh like really cute furry uh tail creature and stuff no it's it's a donkey yeah like literally shrek calls him a jackass in the movie several times like i love that i got hit my ass yeah <laughs> it, it's like the subversions that most of these in, uh, animation studios would probably never go with because it's not a safe choice but DreamWorks didn't care. They were going to create their own movie that yeah. was going to last. Uh, it even kind of subverts the fairy tale tropes in the movie too because Fiona mm-hmm. as the princess is expecting, oh, you're going to slay the dragon and then come and give me a kiss on the lips. Yeah. When Shrek gets up there, he just shakes her awake and is like, wake up, we he, gotta get a move He on. doesn't
0: even get there like through the stairs yeah. or anything. He gets launched up there by the uh, tail of the dragon goes through the roof and she's like staring at him as he's getting up, mm-hmm. lays down has the flowers in her hands and everything and like you said, he's just like, let's go we gotta get out of here!
1: <laughs> and of course she's like, wait, aren't you going to take this token and all that? He's like, uh, I've got some other stuff that we need to do, and then she's mad that he hasn't slayed the dragon, he's like, it's on the to-do list, princess they escape out of there, of course and then, uh, when Fiona's like, oh well you rescued me, so you must be my one true love, and Donkey and Shrek die at that fact that yeah. because he rescued her, they're going to get married or something, yeah. and then the big reveal is obviously when she's like you need to take off your helmet so I can see my rescuer. And she's not really, like, into the fact that he's an ogre, and he kind of knows that because he's very resentful. Like, all right, come on, we're going to get you back to Lord Farquaad so I can get my swamp back. And, like, that's where I thought that the movie was just going to be, like... Well, the first
0: time I saw it when I was little, I was like, oh, yeah. she's not going to
1: like the ogre. And then all these years later, you realize, well, yeah, they're going to get
0: together, obviously. The ogre but... always gets the woman. Yeah. This is a better incel movie than Joker is. A little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but the thing is, then you finally get to see that Shrek learns he can have love and that Fiona and him share a lot of common traits and stuff, especially a big reveal that happens in this movie, too. Um, the two of them are kind of into gross-out stuff. They eat weird stuff. They yeah. both, are uh, Fiona kind of does her own kung fu-type moves and stuff. She yeah. can defend herself much like an ogre can. She's and like, a strong, independent female. Yeah, that's written better than most women characters nowadays. Yeah. Um, the thing that I like about it is that Shrek finally sees that there's somebody that has a lot of common with him, but he's still kind of a nervous, awkward guy, because he doesn't know how to address Fiona, he doesn't know how to make a conversation with her and stuff, yeah. he's very awkward in the way he
0: delivers dialogue. It's, it, it, is, it reminds me a lot of like myself. Because he's just so awkward and doesn't know how to talk to the female and green and has ears on the top of his head yeah you fit all of those categories totally i'm very green
1: um but one thing that i like about the movie is the way that it handles the reveal of uh fiona actually being an ogre in this movie so first Mm, off uh what i like about it is when donkey first figure like sees that fiona is an ogre he's like oh my goodness princess where are you she's like it's me and he's like you ate the princess! And he's, like, screaming at her stomach, like, I'm going to get you out of there, princess, don't you worry. And then he realizes it's Fiona. He's like, but wait, you're ugly. Princesses can't be ugly and stuff. She's like, I know, and, like, uh, how could anybody love such a big, ugly, hideous ogre, but Shrek overhears that and thinks that she's talking Something about him. About, yeah. And he gets mad, obviously, and goes away and stuff, but she's talking about herself. She doesn't think that because she doesn't look like a normal princess and she isn't pretty like all of these other glamorous princesses, like your bells, your cinderellas, your snow whites, that... That yeah. she will never find love because of the curse she was given. And so I like that this movie uh, takes that premise that Shrek thinks that, oh, I'm an ogre. I don't deserve love. But at the same time, Fiona does. And they don't just directly, like, meet each other one night. And they're like, oh, we're going to fall in love because we're, you know, basically the same. They stretch that out to a misunderstanding that yeah. leads into a pretty funny third act, which
0: I love. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not your traditional, I found you in the woods. I kissed you while you were sleeping. You are my wife now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great because that's just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's a little weird on Disney's
0: part. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing that they did like develop this and make it the most unconventional uh, fairy tale mm-hmm. story of a princess ever. Yeah. And as it uh, goes on throughout the movie, you do feel for these characters, genuinely feel for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While still getting the laughs and stuff. And the end of the movie is great because oh, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the ending.
1: Yeah, uh, it subverts the biggest fairy tale uh, yeah. trope, which is that, oh, the prince and princess will finally get married and live happily ever after. Yeah. Uh, Shrek and uh, Donkey ride on Dragon, and they get to the wedding ceremony, and yeah. uh, they repeat a cliche that Shrek doesn't want to do, but Donkey's like, do you want to hold her? Do you want to love her for all eternity? Then you're going to do the biggest cliche in any fairy tale movie ever, which is after the priest says, speak now or forever hold your peace, he's going to run in and say, I object. But the inversion is that Donkey, he has to listen for the line, and he's getting <laughs> yeah. thrown up, and he's like, oh, crap, they already said it, and he's like, oh, for Pete's sake, and he goes running in yeah. and says, I object. Um, then, of course, when Shrek kind of professes his love, I love Farquaad's line, he's like, oh, how precious the ogre is in love with the princess, and that's been memed to death with the, oh, how precious the simp is in love with the e-girl. Like, there are a lot of great memes now that have come out of this scene, especially Dude. the
0: Markiplier e-meme, which is ah. just
1: it's stupid, but I, it's, I can't It's
0: so it bad, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I fucking hate it, and I love it, yeah, um yeah, it's the ending is great because it it very much is subversive to again it's subversive to what we're used to, yeah, uh it takes this idea that we're used to of like uh he would either barge in at this right moment or he just would wouldn't at all and she would get with Prince charming and yeah. stuff, but, but it's like no, it's we do have to have this nice ending. Uh, And realistically, he's not, like, saving her. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, he kind of is. And then, of course, they have their true love's kiss... And she does her Doctor Who regeneration scene. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> then, of course, when the two of them finally get married, we get the big DreamWorks staple, which is a big dance party. At and the then I saw her face. Yeah, which has been done by a lot of these older DreamWorks films, which I was like, wow, a lot of them all end the same way. That's kind of shocking. Um, Shrek was the first one to, of course, do it. Obviously, they set the stage, and then every DreamWorks movie after that, was like, oh, we're going to do the big dance scene, because everybody seems to like that's that. What
0: you get to expect it every DreamWorks movie. Yeah,
1: now. that's what you have to nowadays, well, DreamWorks. Nowadays, uh, you don't get it at all because they're bankrupt. Yeah, and Illumination bought them out and will now be making the properties that they had. So minions! More Minions movie. Yippee. Um, but I guess now we'll get into the adult humor of this movie because... It's so
0: good. It's good. I love uh, it. I think some of the earlier aspects of it are when, like, Shrek's like, oh, what a of" And then it cuts off. Yeah. Uh, starts playing All-Star, which is mm-hmm. great because All-Star... And then there's, yeah. like, that scene where Lord Farquaad is laying in bed, uh, which I, we talked about uh, before we started recording. Uh, Lord Farquaad's laying in bed, and there's the whole masturbation joke. Because yeah. he keeps having the picture of Princess Fiona shown, and he just, like, looks underneath the covers while he's drinking his martini. Yeah. And you're just like, oh! <laughs> Meanwhile, as a kid, you, you wouldn't even think of that. Yeah, because this is a great movie for both kids and adults.
1: Yeah, Donkey gets called a jackass several times in the movie. Which, I gotta save my ass. Yeah, um, the ogres have uh, layers. Thing has been meme to death. Obviously, that's kind ogres of ogres are like onions. yeah, like onions, which is the a great line of layers. Um, there's of course the entire uh, ending is Farquaad getting devoured by a dragon, which I find kind of funny because he's like, I will be king. I'm super powerful, and then he, he gets puts to the him, crown and he's too. like, I am king.
0: I am the king. Yeah. See, I am the king. And then yeah, the dragon just like eats them. It's yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I also got to give the soundtrack for this movie credit. Uh, the choice to make it pop culture songs at the time. I love because that is also a big F you to these modern fairy tale films is they will make their own original nice scores. Yeah. This movie is like, nah, we're going to, we're going to use like Smash Mouth and Counting Crows and all that. Like we're going to make our own independent little pop songs out of this franchise.
0: They have like one original piece of score for this Mm, movie, which they reuse, but in different like styles for Mm. different themes of the movie. But it like... You wouldn't even think about it because there's so many pop songs in it. And it's done well, mm-hmm. unlike some certain movies that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the soundtrack for this movie is great. Like, Hallelujah by John Cale, my favorite version of that song. Uh, perfectly thrown into the sad part of the movie. Uh, bad Reputation when he's having the wrestling uh, match with the Knights. Uh, All-Star, of course, at the beginning, which basically tells you who Shrek is, what he does, mm-hmm. and how he lives his life, which I think it's the perfect way to uh, not only introduce Shrek, but also get the credits out of the opening credits out of the way. Because Mm -hmm. at least they're, like, thrown in with part of this animation instead of, like, showing up on the screen uh, with each person's name, which would just be boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Um, The soundtrack's great.
1: Yeah. Animation is pretty much aged as well as I could expect from a 2001 movie. Still looks pretty good. It does look pretty good. Some aspects of it are a little dated, yeah, but that's kind of what I expected from 2001. The Um, only thing that I would say I had a major issue with was the fire yeah, the lava effects, some water effects, didn't look that great either. I was like, yeah, but this is kind of held up in regards of like the facial animations look great, the character yeah. models look great. It's, it, not, it's it, the minor stuff
0: that they gotta yeah. do back. Then. It was it was two thousand one. Yeah. So it's it's about to expect for something from that era. Like it wasn't. I mean, it was DreamWorks, and they were just like getting their footing as a company as well. So it's not going to be, like, the most amazing thing in the world. Uh, but it's still really good for what it is. It's, it's what, oh, yeah. c- CG animation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the performances from all the actors is really good. I can't say I hated any performance in this movie from the actors. Like It's kind of hard to,
1: to be honest.
0: Yeah, um, like... It's the only movie I can think of in recent time that was animated that had bad vocal performances this is fucking Lion King, because it's so bland and dry. I Meanwhile, well, this movie, they put energy into it. Uh, even Cameron Diaz, which I think she was kind of a bigger star at this time, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. She Tries. It's great. They even got John Lithgow to be... John Lithgow, man. Mm-hmm. Can't hate him.
1: Yeah, which if I uh, if I had to go into any complaints of this movie, uh, one of my... Minor complaints would most likely be John Lithgow himself as Farquad. He is just basically the CEO of Disney, which is fine, I guess. He's the most in that regard. simple villain. He's just really, really basic in his like yeah. entire schemes and everything. He just wants the kingdom. He wants. He wants to be king. Like, God, we haven't
0: seen that a thousand times. Yeah. But they're 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 paradizing it. Yeah, I get that, but yeah. I I I know. Uh, I knew that you didn't like because you told me before. But you didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't uh, have an issue with it because I think it's uh, they do do it the paradizing of it well, mm. and. Uh, <laughs> not,
1: Yeah, he's not, like, the worst villain in this franchise. Yeah. There is one that we'll get to later. Uh, but... it's the third movie, I think. Oh, uh, good old Prince Charming comes back as the villain. Yeah. Uh, Prince Charming, yeah. Is it
0: Rapunzel on the fourth one? Uh, no, Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, Rumpelstiltskin. He's actually
1: one of, the, uh, he's actually pretty good
0: in his motivations. Yeah, I, I, I kind of remember that movie a little bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, this, uh, movie, I, I, the only complaints I can really say that I have are like the bad fire animation and some of like the like I guess elemental animation yeah, of this movie effects, yeah uh, it, other than that I don't have a lot of things i can say i had an issue with yeah it for the most part it's a really good movie it's yeah it's not uh, horrible by any yeah. means
1: very good inversion on a fairy tale creature that you'd expect to never find love getting love and i think that's kind yeah. of one thing that sets shrek apart from other fairy tale creature movies is the fact that an ogre finds love in the end a guy that was very awkward finally got somebody that could see through him and could see them as a good person
0: so yeah. Love shrek. Uh, i guess I don't think either of us have much more to say mm-hmm. i don't I don't think I do uh really good movie I guess final th- uh I guess like final synopsis or whatever
1: yeah Uh, Shrek is a movie that has not aged badly, surprisingly, it is a movie that still holds up all of these years later. Still love this movie. I I really do. And I think this is one of the few movies I've seen that I would say I would most likely watch as I get older at the same time too, because I know the Illumination one that they're gonna put out here in a few years will not even come close to being as good as this one. the one thing that I like about this movie is the fact that you can show this to your kids. They're not going to get yeah. the jokes when
0: they're little. When they're older, it's well, going to hit them. They'll get the
1: kids jokes. Yeah, it. obviously, but the more adult humor is going to hit them like a train when they're older.
0: You know what this movie didn't do that a movie earlier this year did do? What? They didn't have a scene where a dragon has stuff stuck in its ass. Oh, yeah, and then they had to pull stuff out of it. Yeah. A fart joke. Oh, they still did. Te- they did do fart jokes in this movie technically, but they didn't make a point of it being the main joker. Yeah. Things.
1: Shrek gets a thousand and one points for that. Yes, uh, I, I really you. like this movie. Obviously, uh, it's one that I will continue to revisit for years to come. I still love Shrek one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. I really love Shrek.
0: Yeah, uh, that's very fair. I would say the only complaints that I can really think of that I have, like I said, is the uh, elemental animation of like the fires and stuff. Um, it's not. Mm-hmm a horrible movie by any means. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked um Lord Farquaad because he, while he was simplistic, it was a parody of uh, no, not only, like, John Lasseter and stuff, but also that generic-ish character, and they make it funny and stuff, at least. Uh, I would say this movie, for me, it's not... Uh, it would be... Yeah, it would have a relation to my childhood, which I think is one of the reasons I still like it. The other three movies I don't quite have as much of a connection to. I like the use of uh pop music or yeah, popular music in this movie. I would give this like yeah, like an 8 out of 10. Okay. It's, it's really good. I guess after this, we don't have much else to say. We'll move on into uh Shrek 2: Electric Boogaloo. All right, Shrek 2. Uh Electric Boogaloo. This, this movie I didn't remember a lot about until I watched it again and I was like, oh, I remember some of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you will like this movie...
1: Yeah, I do. Do you like it more um, than the first one? Yes, a lot of people actually like this movie over the first one. And I do not blame them because this movie does explore a lot of aspects of Shrek better than what the first one does. Uh, there was a long time coming, I think, for people to kind of realize this movie was a lot better than the first one. Uh, especially due to the fact that it has a lot more elements to it that make it more of a rewatchable movie than Shrek 1, obviously, in the world building that it does. Because if you're going to make a sequel, you got to hit some big beats. What does it do to make the characters progress? Does it do any world building? And is the movie going to be a rewatchable or serviceable sequel to the original? Now, I think this is a very perfect sequel, obviously, because uh, obviously it does all three of those beats. It explores the characters more, it does world building, and it does feel like a sequel that feeds off the first film. Why I like Shrek 2 a lot more is in both the character dynamics that it gives and the way that it world builds, because first off, I thought that when I you know, when you're little and you hear a sequel to a movie like Shrek, you're like, oh, he's gonna be in the swamp doing silly things again but no this movie was like nah we're gonna word uh, world build especially bigger in this movie and so this movie i got to give a lot more credit i re-watched it uh, today and was like wow Like, I'm pretty impressed by this movie, I'm not gonna lie. And the thing that I like about Shrek 2 is, again, it builds on the characters a lot better, it does more to build the world, and it does feel like a sequel that is worthy to the original Shrek. So, for the people out there that do say they like this movie a lot better than the first one, I'm on board with that. I like it a lot better than the first one. Some people don't, obviously, because I don't think they really care about characters and stuff like that, which... I get it. It's an animated movie. Some people not, probably don't look it. Not everyone's
0: going to be big into film and really care about those No, not films. really.
1: Um, this movie is very good. Uh, I love it all of these years later still, obviously, and uh, to get into the plot of it, so Shrek and Fiona are finally married, and uh, Fiona gets a message from her parents in Far, Far Away that are like, hey, come visit so we can give you guys our blessing, but Shrek realizes that if he goes there, they're not going to give him the blessing because they don't realize she's an ogre. Yeah. They go there, a lot of tension is built, in which, uh, of course, Harold is like, no, I'm not going to give this ogre the blessing the fairy godmother is also not very happy about the fact that her son prince charming did not get to rescue fiona and get the throne that she wants and at the same time shrek is a little insecure about the fact that fiona does not deserve love for him or does not deserve him in general and this movie is about all of those things coming together and for shrek and fiona to finally learn that despite their uh coming from two different places and stuff shrek is still worthy of the love that she gave him I love this movie. Uh I don't know what you think about it, but what do you think?
0: Uh I thought it was really good. Um I don't know if, for me, I don't know if it's quite on par with the first one. Uh and again, I I do like the aspects of like the building of character and stuff. It just to me it doesn't feel quite as good as the first one. I guess in what regard would you say it's not? As good? Uh it just I don't really know how to say uh it just doesn't hit the same spot for me, and this could just be nostalgia aspect of the first movie, Okay. which I, I know that's kind of a shitty thing to not like a one movie just because you like another movie out of nostalgia's sake, but... Okay. Uh,
1: then I'll probably be looking at it a little bit more character-wise than you will in this review, but...
0: Um, I, I don't, get, don't get me wrong. I still like the movie.
1: Okay, yeah. I, I, but I'll just get into the stuff that everybody kind of likes to talk about with this. Um, so first off, we got to talk about the world building in this movie. Uh, from them going from the swamp and Duloc, which were like the two main locations minus the castle sequence, I was like, where are they really gonna go? That, that was my thing. And yeah. they go to Far Far Away, which is a gigantic kingdom. It's not like Disney, obviously. With Duloc, Duloc is a clean place, but Far Far Away is kind of like the big kingdom, obviously. Yeah. Which I was starting to think also, if Farquad was alive and was king, how would that coincide with Far Far Away? Would they go to war or something like that? Like I, that's what it, I'm glad Farquad dies because that eliminates that entire scenario. And but yeah. it also does make you
0: think what happened to Duloc with no ruler uh, I'm assuming the people took over and yeah, I who knows but turned it into a democracy. Yeah, we need Shrek's spinoff series on no, Netflix we, to we tell us I. what
1: happened. <laughs> um, but Far, Far Away is You're obviously dumplings. this big kingdom that Fiona is from and stuff. But the people there are much like the common people that you see from Duloc and all that. Um, they're not used to an ogre. The, an ogre coming there is obviously something they're not okay with. And Harold, that's played by John Cleese, is not okay with the fact that Fiona has married Shrek and all that. There is a masterfully done Shrek 2 dinner scene that I love. And a lot of people love this sequence because of the way it builds awkwardness. It builds tension between Shrek and Harold and the dialogue they have with each other. And it just kind of shows how out of touch Shrek is with like a big fancy kingdom like this is compared to everybody else at that dinner table. Like he eats this little hors d'oeuvre thing and smiles big and has it in his teeth and stuff. And they're disgusted by that. Uh, He's drinking uh, the water that they used to clean their hands with and stuff. And he's like, oh, my bad. Great soup, Mrs. Q. And she's like, no, 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 honey. And he's like, oh, I gotcha. And then finally, uh, they're bringing up stuff like, oh, well, a swamp would be a nice place to raise the children. And the two of them start choking. Shrek coughs out a spoon. He's like, ah, it's a bit early to think about something like that. (laughs) Then we uh, devolve into the dinner scene where the two of them are going at each other. Like, oh, I locked her in a tower because I loved her. And he's like, oh, because you loved her so much. He's like, I only did that because I loved her and didn't have a choice. Two of them go back and forth. It results in them uh, going at a pig in which it goes in the air and comes back down. It's like stuff like that that kind of shows Shrek is not made for a place like from far away because he is so used to swamp life and not really fancy dinners and stuff and that's one thing that feeds into Shrek as a character in this movie that grows for him is that he doesn't feel like he deserves the love Fiona gives him because he is so different from what she kind of comes from and what her parents expect and stuff and he obviously knows that Harold is never going to give him the blessing so his insecurities start to come out a little bit and he's like well maybe if my if I change myself Fiona will like me I become a human she will like me better because I'll be something that her father approves of so he goes on this quest with Donkey obviously Oh shit. What?
0: This is Aladdin. Mm, It could be. I mean, it's got a very basic following of the same ideas. Well, hear me out. We're not there yet. She's rich, I'm poor and stuff. A little bit, but yeah. I'll say
1: Shrek does this uh, a, little, a little bit better. Um, the one thing that I like about this movie is the sole fact that when they go on this quest, they also get to interact with new characters because I was ashamed uh, that they were just going to be like, oh, maybe we won't have new characters, but they do build new characters. Puss in Boots gets introduced, played by Antonio Banderas. Love this character. Uh, he's kind of like an assassin, which I really love because the first time you're introduced to him, he's just sitting in complete darkness and Harold throws a bag of coins and he slices it. He's got the big glowing green eyes and stuff I'm like I wonder you know what he is as a kid and well, stuff yeah and then he's a tiny kitty cat and you're like oh what harm can he do just goes to town on Shrek like clawing him up and yeah. stuff it's interesting the way that they use him uh then of course he gets down on all fours and has a hairball and he's defeated. Up a hairball. Yeah, he's defeated in that way but then he's like oh no no you spared my life so I will come with you to give you a life debt and stuff What I really like about Puss in Boots and Antonio Banderas playing him and stuff is the fact that it kind of feels a little bit like Puss in Boots adds a little bit more to this movie in some regards and stuff because uh, he feeds off Shrek's goofiness and Donkey's goofiness and stuff. He's kind of like the straight man. Yeah, he is kind of the straight man for this movie. And he kind of guides Shrek a little bit and Donkey gets jealous of him becoming the new
0: sidekick possibly. Um, one thing that I will say about this movie... Is that it's raining right now, and, uh, it might screw up the audio quality, but fuck it, we're gonna keep going. I don't know if we should. No, we're gonna keep going. Why? Fuck it. We already started, we're seven minutes in. Okay, my bad. Sorry, you don't (laughs) care about quality. Um,
1: but the one thing that I will say about this movie that I appreciate, too, is The Fairy Godmother.
0: Unlike Lord Farquaad,
1: there is a little bit more character to her. Lord Farquaad was just a guy that wanted to be king. What I like about Fairy Godmother is she's a little upset that this entire plan that she's planned out for Fiona and Prince Charming to get together has kind of gone screwy because she wants the throne. What they're going to use it for is obviously their own malicious intent. You can tell that Fairy Godmother wants to use her potions to give everybody the happily ever after they want, but of course fairy tale creatures don't deserve it because it's not in every other book and stuff. At the same time, she kind of, you know, respects Shrek a little bit that he wants love, but it's just never gonna happen for him is what she keeps telling him because it doesn't happen in storybook endings. He's an ogre, ogres don't deserve love, and she's kind of evil in that way that she is so screwed up from like, kind of today's society it mirrors a little bit too is we look at people that are weird and we don't understand where they come from and stuff and we judge them based on their actions and stuff and yeah. think oh well society deems that you don't deserve love so you aren't going to get it obviously we shouldn't love and care about you and this yeah. movie kind of reflects that with fairy godmother not caring about anybody that isn't fairy tale uh, fairy tale princess or somebody from a storybook
0: uh yeah i um i th- i i don't hate the fairy godmother character i don't think i like her as much as you do though uh, I think it's mainly because I, I I prefer the simplicity of Lord Farquaad from the first movie. So the basic character. Yeah, I, I guess the first movie, the simplicity of it, I like a lot more than the, I guess, advancing complexity of this movie. While it's not that complex, it's got a little bit more complexity than the first one.
1: Yeah, a lot more complexity. Um... Shrek 1 just uses a very basic character, and then this movie yeah. builds on trying to actually give a character
0: herself in the movie, which I appreciate that, you know, a movie tried to actually oh,
1: write a character.
0: It, it I, I I definitely I have the like, ability to appreciate that. It's just I don't know if I uh, like it nearly as much as what uh, you do from that aspect, which yeah. is fine character dynamics are we're, different for we're, everyone. We're allowed um, to have our own opinions as um, people.
1: The thing that I also like about this movie is that it doesn't shy away from the adult humor once again in this movie. Um, first off, they, bad words? they still have bad words. Donkey is still called an ass several times. Uh, there are some adult jokes in the movie, but not as many as the first Shrek. Uh, in the sequence in which Fairy Godmother is singing a song and making all the furniture come to life, there's a line where she says, you can spoon on the moon with your prince. I'm like, oh, wow, that just slipped right in there into the yeah. song. Uh, there are a lot of great. Moments in the movie too, where of course, like uh, they're getting drunk on this elixir and stuff and falling down and all that. They go to the poison apple, which is literally just like a bar, yeah. and they put
0: that in the kids' movie. I was like,
1: all right, wow, look at this movie taking
0: when, some taking f- some risks. You first see the poison apple, you're like, oh, are they gonna do like the whole mm. whatever the f- fuck the movie reference? It would be are they going to do that? And they go in and you're just like, oh no, it's literally a bar. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, And of course this is where you get your Larry King cameo as the ugly stepsister
1: which is... That's Larry King? Yeah, that's Larry King. Oh my god, it makes so much more sense Uh, now. It's funny to just see him get that little snippet as Doris, the ugly stepsister and stuff but like, the movie does great in world building and some adult jokes and stuff like that. Uh, But getting back into the main uh, plot of this movie, so after Shrek and them go to this compound that Fairy Godmother uh, owns and they sneak in and get this potion and stuff uh, it devolves into a fun sequence where the potions are used to take out the goons and instead of killing them they just turn into various different items yeah, and stuff and creatures them into, i think it turn the mice and some of them turn into birds yeah. and stuff Two of them get turned into the clock and candlestick from Beauty and oh, the Beast, which yeah. is, like, there's another shot at another Disney. Another fuck you, Disney. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, as they leave, Fairy Godmother's like, wait, all potions are accounted for except this one. And she's like, we can use this to our how advantage, Charming. Uh. And so, what I like about it is uh, when Shrek finally changes and all that, the sequence and how it's handled and stuff, is, like, Donkey is proud of the fact that he's a noble steed, and Shrek's like, I've got, like, muscular bones, a cute button nose and stuff. I feel so out of place. And, uh, you know, the three women that are there, like, Like, oh, you're so hot and stuff like that. And Shrek's not used to it at all. He's like, whoa, whoa, ladies, no, 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 you don't want to get with me and all that. I have a true love. And it's kind of great to see Shrek having to grow into that, oh, I'm a human now. I can't be like the ugly ogre that I am. Uh, There's a great scene where they rob these two guys that are going down a road. Uh, First, Shrek takes the small guy's clothes and stuff, and then he takes the son's clothes. And he goes, Thank you, gentlemen. Someday I will repay you unless I cannot find you or I forget. And he rides off and puts that, in boots, falls off the horse.
0: That feels like a very Princess Bride uh like line to A me. little bit. Very much reminded me of the Princess Bride when I heard that line. Yeah.
1: Um, another thing that I like about it is when Shrek goes and sees his changed self, everybody wants to interact with him. They like him because he's human now, like, they're waving hi to him and stuff, they're interacting with him, they're swooning at him and stuff, than when he was an ogre, so he sees, okay, there are some benefits to this. Uh, he goes to find Fiona, obviously, and he gets trapped looking for her and stuff by the Fairy Godmother, and then, this is where the advantage works for Fairy Godmother and Charming, Charming plays it up that he is Shrek, that he has changed. He's like, oh, don't you recognize me, Dad? I thought changing would be for the better. It's me, Shrek. But Fiona can see right through him. It's not Shrek in the way he acts and stuff. And Shrek is screaming, and Fairy Godmother's like, well, again, you don't fit the storybook criteria. You're just an ogre. They don't deserve love. She's found somebody that can make her happy and stuff. And, of course, Shrek, who's very insecure about himself, is like, maybe there is no changing what I am, an ogre. And he, of course, leaves Fiona to be with Charming, even though she herself does not really want to be with Charming, which is kind of interesting for Shrek as a character to grow.
0: Yeah. Uh, The human Shrek aspect of it is very uh, much, like, relatively Mm well-handled. And uh, I I will say, he has a rather strapping young lad. Yeah, he is. He does look pretty good. (laughs) Uh, of, Of course, Prince Charming trying to pretend he's Shrek... It's very clear that she can see right through him. Yeah. uh, Because he doesn't act anything like Shrek. And he's even saying, oh, I'm just playing it up. I have to, you know, give them the idea. But they all know that Shrek would never do that. Yeah. Because Shrek would never pretend to be something he isn't just for someone else. Mm -hmm. He, like, he loves Fiona, so he would rather just be himself with her Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. It it all kind of develops down to Shrek trying to save her as a human. Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets like caught and arrested by her basically. It's put in uh the tower and he's like chained up and everything, the yeah. classic held up by chains thing yeah, that you see in so many movies. Times,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, the way they handle it too is uh it's a parody of cops with knights. Oh yeah. And I, I love that, that sequence too, uh, because they're chasing after him in like uh hot air balloons and stuff, and yeah. then they have like a horse and carriage buggy going after yeah. him. Uh they tie up Shrek and stuff, donkeys on the ground screaming police brutality, police, police brutality. brutality. Police uh of course, Puss in Boots is like, you capitalist dogs, and he knocks them down. They they find the catnip on him yeah and, you catnip. Yeah, and he's like eh, that's not mine and I was like oh that's gonna age. I love the way they played it so straight <laughs> Yeah,
0: because it makes it even funnier if they tried to make it like a big goofy joke it would have yeah. been worse but they played it so straight
1: yeah and uh, all three of them get thrown into the back of a cage and that's where we finally get Gingy and the rest of the fairy tale creatures to come in bed, man. Um, they rescue them obviously but it has to be of course Pinocchio lying he's like quick say something ridiculous like you're wearing ladies underwear I'm wearing I'm wearing ladies underwear. Well, are you? No. And his nose keeps growing. as they're like, yeah. oh, he's wearing a thong. He's like, it is not. <laughs> and so they all get released. And I was like, okay, but they obviously can't just sneak into the castle and stuff. And of course, this is where Shrek's like, wait, you still know the uh, ging- or not the, Muffin, the man, Muffin Man, don't you? And he's like, that yeah. Relay. Yeah. They go to visit him. They create a bigger Gingy that they called Mongo. Yeah. And Mongo goes to the street terrorizing everything and it's all basically that. Basically, Godzilla. Yeah uh meanwhile back at the uh castle of course harold has made a deal with the fairy godmother because it's been hinted several times throughout the movie that harold and her have made some kind of commitment together because harold is like i don't want my happily ever after taken away Uh, at one point even the queen lillian is like oh don't you remember the first time we met we were down by the lily pads the pond the flowers were in bloom and stuff and you even see on the headboard that there is a picture of a frog and lily pads it's like okay they're hinting at the fact that that. yeah obviously harold is something that he's not but harold doesn't want it taken away because he like shrek is afraid of people judging him for how he looks as a frog but yep. a human and so uh, of course he's given the love potion by fairy godmother and he at first looks like he's going to do it but then very quickly is like oh no no fiona my dear uh that's decaf that's mine and he doesn't take a sip of it because he knows it has the yep. potion and she can- it's kind of the bait and switch there obviously and so meanwhile shrek and them are using mongo to break in and it's a fun sequence because uh One of the best musical moments in this movie is when the actress that plays Fairy Godmother just goes off singing I Need a Hero. Like, holy crap, it is amazing. Yeah. Um, I especially love the castle sequence because they're pouring uh, hot water and foam onto the gingerbread man, or hot milk, onto him. But then they're like, oh, we need more hot water, less foam. And then, of course, Shrek sneaks in, but Mongo goes down the water and Gigi's like, let me die, let me go with him. And they rescue him and stuff go through the castle, Puss stays behind, does the cute little cat thing that he does, and then he, of course, subverts them and fights them and all that. And so the way that this entire sequence is handled is the song feeds into the very fast-paced nature of Shrek needs to get there before, you know, Prince Charming kisses Fiona and stuff, and the fairy godmother gets what she wants and all that. I really appreciate that they used I Need a Hero because it does fit the tone of it so well. Shrek is the hero that needs to save Fiona from the clutches of evil. Yeah it, This movie really knew What it was also doing also a
0: really good uh, Song Yeah uh, it Did the actress That plays Craig I do Actually sing that Or is that like Oh yeah it, Yeah That's she, her
1: voice She sang everything okay. Like she even got her own song At the beginning With the Wave of my magic yeah. wand That was an original song They wrote Which was
0: great um, Yeah it was That Entire sequence Was really good Especially when like The the gumdrop button Gets hit yeah. And the Gingerbread man's like Oh no Not the not gumdrop gum gum button. button
1: Yeah and then, of course, Shrek and Fiona uh, finally see each other, and then uh, Fairy Godmother gets into a battle sequence of the fairy tale creatures. Pinocchio yeah. gets in with the wand. He's like, I'm a real boy! And then it comes back and hits him. He's like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, they get the wand. Of course, Fairy Godmother tells Prince Charming to kiss Fiona, but because she didn't take it, she headbutts him and all of that. Yep. And uh, Fairy Godmother is ticked, obviously. Like, you were supposed to give him the potion. He's like, I gave her the wrong tea. She gets the wand back. It looks like she's going to kill Shrek and Fiona. Shrek throws Fiona out of the way, but then Harold comes in and jumps in front of the blast It deflects and hits Fairy Godmother. She turns into a bunch of bubbles and just yeah. dies. It's like, oh, wow. Like, well, it,
0: I mean, I feel like Farquaad's death was worse because he gets yeah. eaten by a dragon. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it's a little scary to think that Fairy Godmother just poof is gone in yeah. this a bunch of bubbles that are just melting on the ground now. Um... And then, of course, Shrek and Fiona talk with each other a little bit. And, of course, Shrek is like, I've changed myself so much for you. I'm going to be the prince that you always wanted and stuff. She's like, but I didn't love you because you changed yourself. I loved you for being the ogre that I married. So the two of them decide not to remain human. Donkey doesn't like the fact that he won't be a noble steed anymore. They... All turn back into ogres and donkeys, respectively, and then of course Donkey is upset about it, but they love him for who he he's is. Still in
0: my noble suit. Yeah,
1: and then they throw the big dance party sequence at the ending. You you forgot? Uh, oh, Harold turning yeah, into a frog. Harold yeah, Harold into
0: a frog, which I know you already kind of talked about. Yeah, but, yeah he uh, turns into a frog, and then his wife picks up and he's like, oh, "I love you just the way you are." Yeah, because he kind of learns that
1: you know he is judging Shrek the wrong yeah. way that he would have been judged, obviously. He's and a so hypocrite. yeah, but he learns in the end that it d- shouldn't matter where you come from. You shouldn't judge a person based on their background like it's great to see harold grow as a character and realize that he is kind of a hypocrite himself and that he needs to be the better king uh then of course the big dance sequence at the ending and stuff that occurs and
0: yeah this movie just
1: plays so nicely
0: yeah uh i i will say um this this still it's a really good movie i really like uh the movie for the most part i just think that again our kind of thing where we uh, disagree is you like the character development and um, oh, yeah. uh, world building and stuff more. I personally prefer the simplicity of the first movie well see then that
1: just makes it feel like a basic story if it doesn't build
0: yeah um which i I, I guess that's uh fair it's it, it I guess it really just it's up to preference on the movies. Um it's I, up to preference on if you
1: like building if you don't like character building and you just prefer like the same flat characters and everything, then yeah, you probably won't like this, but if you appreciate world building and character building, then yeah you'll probably like
0: well, this is what yeah' I tell people and that's not to say that I always hate character building and world building and stuff it's just i I feel like in the Shrek movies, I prefer the first one movie uh better where it's uh, a little bit more simplistic than uh I do the second one where they build more and stuff, okay. Uh, so I also give this movie credit for having an
1: amazing soundtrack. Uh, first off, every song that they implement into this movie fits the tone so well. Counting Crows at the beginning with Accidentally in Love, because it's not supposed to happen for Fiona and Shrek to get together. That song and the montage accompanies that entire character building for the two of them that they weren't meant to get to, uh, to get together, but they somehow did. Uh, I also like the, uh, what is the name of it? I need some sleep song when Shrek wakes up and he's going through Fiona's diary and all that. Like he's looking around like, I don't belong here. She de- uh, deserves something better. I need a hero at the ending with Shrek being the hero that Fiona needs and stuff. Like. It's the music implementation of the pop songs that really fits the tone of this movie and I really do appreciate because a lot of this movie has some great songs incorporated into it. Funky Town is played when they're going through, uh, of course, uh, Far Far Away because it says the tone of like how grandiose this entire place is gonna be. Yeah. It even has its own original uh, score, even at the beginning with Charming going on his quest to get there and yeah. finding the wolf in the castle and stuff. Like It's a bunch of trumpets and stuff that are played as he's valiantly going through. The like, movie has a lot of great uh, score elements to it especially with the implementation of the pop songs just fitting every emotional beat
0: so well in this movie you forgot the the david Bowie song which oh yeah changes. Ch- 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 changes that also fits extremely uh, well because it's right after they change into mm-hmm. uh, human beings which is it's it's funny and it does fit really well yeah um i guess we'll f- get into our final thoughts i don't really know if we have much more else to say about mm-hmm. this movie
1: i don't think so either um so again Love this movie, uh, especially for the fact that it did something every sequel needs to do, which is world build, do the characters progress in any way, shape, or form, and does it feel like a sequel that fits with the first? This movie hits all three of those categories, obviously. A lot of people have loved this movie better than the original, which I do not blame them because this movie is better in a lot of regards in character development and world building and all that. One thing that I will say about this movie is that Fairy Godmother is a very great villain. Um, I will say that I appreciate the actress that played her got to sing and also got to put her own spin on the way that she delivered dialogue and stuff because she could have done it the most basic, bland way ever, but she puts her own twists and angry mannerisms into it, which I appreciate. Uh, The movie still has its pop culture references. It still has its adult humor. It has a very great score that incorporates it. Again, The character building for Shrek feeling like he doesn't deserve Fiona because she comes from such a different place and that he doesn't deserve love because the two of them are so different, but then realizing that Fiona loved him for who he was and not being any different than, uh, what he has to be, of course, is obviously great for the end of the movie. This movie is just one of the best sequels ever made, just simply due to the fact that it does everything a sequel should do correctly, and I think I'm gonna give this movie a 9 because I really,
0: really love it. Uh... I still really like this movie. I've already expressed uh, how I kind of differ from the main thinking that it's, uh, like, a lot better than the first one. I I still like the first one just a little bit more. Uh, That's not to say I hate this at all. I still like the uh, the soundtrack. I still like the general aspects of the movie. I think uh, this movie, to me, is, like, a light 8, which is just, like, uh, just below the 8 of the... Uh, first one, which I would say is more of a strong eight to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much more else to say. I guess we'll kind of leave it off here and we'll go on into the third movie. Oh boy, Shrek 3. Uh, with his Prince Charming as the villain. And then after that, yeah. we'll do Shrek 4. Uh, happily ever. Something like that, right? Yeah, something like that. It was a happy. Shrek, Forever after, yeah, Shrek right? Forever after. Yeah, uh, Shrek Forever After. So yeah, Shrek 3 next. Shrek the third. Yeah. Donkey, back. Shrek, back. Fiona, back. Charming, back. Back. Yeah. Um, so this movie is kind of a an odd black sheep. It's, I guess it kind of fits in with that meme of the shopping cart wheels. Each wheel is, uh, works fine and there's the one oddball wheel. It kind of reminded me of that meme this did, because it's a quadrology. Yeah. Um. So this has always been... I'm re- such a boomer.
1: <laughs> this has been referred to as the Cars 2 of the Shrek franchise. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people don't like this one. And I do not blame them, because after re-watching it, this movie just does not fit at all with the Shrek franchise. Uh. One thing I'll say about it is around this time was when Shrek was huge he was the merchandise king of everything he had his video own games. yeah video games exclusive brand products like twinkies with green filling oh in my them God, and I stuff forgot about that. uh he had the uh christmas special the halloween special the uh i think the Shre- shrek rap music video maybe no, i don't know that was that was after shrek forever that
0: has to be way after, because that was YouTube. Yeah, I guess.
1: Um, But anyway, Shrek was huge at the time, and of course, with Shrek 2 making a ton of money, it only made sense for them to make a third film. The only thing was the original director had decided he was not going to return, and they decided to go and try and find somebody else to make the third Shrek film. But the only thing is, it kind of seems like they didn't have any ideas for Shrek the Third because this movie legit recycles a lot of the same story... not I wouldn't say story beats, but recycles a lot of the same areas and even recycles not the same main villain, but one of the main side villains of the movie. This movie is kind of a dumpster fire in its themes. It doesn't really treat Shrek like a serious kind of movie that it should in some areas, because the one thing I like about Shrek is all of the emotional beats in each of the movies are played off as kind of serious for Shrek, and it's a learning curve for him and an arc for him, but in this movie, most of the serious emotional beats are played off for laughs and are not taken serious at all. Kind of bugs me, because it doesn't fit Shrek as a franchise of, yeah, there can be funny jokes and it's still a comedy that's a sad tire against all of these fairy tale creatures and stuff, but at the same time, it gets serious when it has to be. So Shrek the Third... Where do I even begin with this plot? Um, so basically, King Harold has died, and Shrek is supposed to be next in line for king, but obviously Shrek does not want to be king, because an ogre being king just does not fit in with the land in which they live. So he goes on a quest to find this kid named Arthur, and bring him back as the new heir far, far away, but meanwhile, Prince Charming is like, Hey man, I kinda wanted the throne, it was supposed to be for me, my happily, uh, happily ever after got ruined, and... So he's on a quest to stop Shrek and them from bringing mm. Arthur back and take over Far, Far Away.
0: Prince Charming is, has been dwindled down to doing um, theater, Yeah. but like dinner theater, so mm-hmm. it's not good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I'll start off with, I guess, positives before I get into the negatives of this movie, because I got a lot more negative than positive. Um, I will say this, the beginning is fine in the way it kind of shows why Shrek would not be a good king, Uh, it plays a pretty good song at the beginning, which is Royal Pain. I even like the lyrics that kick it off. Um, in Shrek 2, when Shrek is, uh, waking up and going through Fiona's room, the song I Need Some Sleep is playing, and then in this movie it opens with that song that goes, I got some sleep and I needed it, not a lot, just a little bit. I'm like, okay, that kind of feeds into, like, the whole thing that Shrek needed time to grow into the person and realize he was an ogre, but now he has to kind of wake up and take off, uh, take on this new Royal Pain life, because the name of the song is Royal Pain. We see Shrek try to knight somebody and he puts the sword through him, it looks like um then we see him throw a bottle at a ship the mass catches on fire he's supposed to be like doing
0: the break the bottle to send the ship off instead he throws the bottle busts out like this whole part of the ship yeah and somehow it catches on fire yeah
1: um he even ends up having to be dressed up all fancy and pompous at one point and he can't reach his butt so he has say well yeah he has somebody go and itch it for him which creates a whole disaster of like uh pieces of clothes falling off and causing everybody to fall down and such and stuff to catch on fire And Shrek is finally tired of it He's like, okay, an ogre cannot be king for sure But Fiona is like, well, we are always going to go back to the swamp It's just until my dad gets better and stuff And then she kind of drops the bombshell of like How would you feel if it wasn't just us returning to the swamp? And he thinks, oh, it's just donkey, obviously, that she's referring to But she's like, no, 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 like, little ogre feet would be there And Shrek kind of has that moment of like Ah, well, Fiona, don't you think it's a little early to have a baby and stuff? And then finally, uh, it sets into motion the whole King Harold is dying thing, and then, of course, after that is when the quest begins for him to go and find Arthur. Now I'll say this about the positives of it. The opening just set up the fact and showed that Shrek would not be a good king. An ogre is not fit to be king whatsoever because Shrek is so awkward in everything he would have to do, yeah. so I like that for him. That's a very good setup. I think that Mike Myers is still doing very good as Shrek in this movie. It's just the same that they kind of assassinated the themes for his character in this movie. Assassinated. I, well, I still That's think. A good way to put it. Yeah, I like Fiona in this movie too because she's dealing with the fact that she isn't really sure if Shrek is really on board with having kids, and she and Shrek is even kind of dealing with the fact that like, will I be a good father because I've been an ogre my entire life? His father tried to eat him as a kid, so obviously he's kind of like, I don't want to be like
0: him. We all have that. Yeah, don't
1: we? <laughs> um, I can understand why they brought Prince Charming back, but my goodness, he does not work as a villain whatsoever. This guy really should That's shouldn't... why he's not in the yeah. movie as much as he could. Um, he really is better off as a side villain. Like, he works in that capacity. To make him the main villain in this movie, I just had a lot of issues with, because first off... Charming, realistically, is not really built enough to be a main villain. He's just a spoiled brat that thinks he deserves the throne, and outside of that, he's not intimidating, he doesn't really pose a threat to Shrek, and everybody mocks and ridicules him. He's not powerful at all in the sense of, like, Lord Farquaad, that had an entire army of guards and stuff at his will, Fairy Godmother, who had the magic wand, or even Rumpelstiltskin, who had a bunch of wishes and uh, magical contracts, but what's Charming got? Terrible vocal singing and theater.
0: That is his only advantage. And then some villains that are very lukewarm on him. That's about it. I I think it's that he's a good public speaker, so he was able to get all these ba- these people on his side. Oh yeah. my god, he's Hitler. Yeah, basically. Um
1: <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, he doesn't work as a main villain. I always like Charming as a side villain. In fact, I kind of wish he wasn't in this movie at all. What I would have liked is for each of the Shrek films to finally move on and grow and have their own fairy tale villains for each film. But they didn't really have a choice, I guess with this. They're like, "Oh yeah, we can't just throw Charming to the side." And I guess I understand that, but at the same time, he's so weak. There's nothing about him that's intimidating as a villain. There's nothing about him that I can take him serious as a villain. Again, he's a spoiled brat that gets ridiculed by everybody and made fun of the entire film. And realistically, I don't buy the fact that this guy was able to woo over the villains because of the fact that he's just a moron. There's no way. Are you
0: saying that his version of the beer hall pushed was not as good as (laughs) Hitler's? I'm just saying Prince Charming is not that convincing of a villain. Um, I, I agree with that because, like, he's very whiny oh yeah very he's he's like the biggest crybaby of the whole movie yeah um one of the new protagonists that gets added later on to the movie is kind of a good like side is is like a good um opposite of him But at the same time he still sucks like the side character does or this protagonist i mean yeah
1: Yeah, Charming just really should not have been the villain of this movie. I would have preferred if they got anybody else to play the villain, but they're like, oh, no, Prince Charming's kind of left over. He didn't die with his mummy, so he's here. They could have done
0: a fake-out where it was like the first 30 minutes, he's the villain. Oh, yeah. And then they just kill him off easily because he's Prince Charming. Then they get like a new better villain they could have made this a two hour long movie i
1: I would have even been fine with the fact if he was the side villain to another villain and he realizes that villain is manipulating him and he goes through a character redemption arc where he's like i don't deserve yeah and he helps shrek like that would have been better
0: hayden we are making better movies (laughs) yeah
1: um but that's the thing. If they had something like that where, like, Charming goes through an arc where he realizes he can be a good guy, but he's not worthy of the throne, that would have been interesting. But the thing about him in this movie is he's reduced to silly bad guy, and I don't like that. Yeah. Now let's talk about Shrek and the themes that they give him in this movie.
0: So Shrek wants to be a... F- or is not sure about being a father. and that's Initially, very- he yeah. doesn't uh, have the, yeah. like, the thought of, like, oh, I want to be a dad. He's like very cautious of it. I think it, uh, they hint at it in the second movie mm-hmm. where they kind of mention it and he chokes on whatever he's eating. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. This movie it feels like it gets brought up for kind of plot convenience in a, a little way. Bit. Uh
1: yeah, what kind of sucks about it too is that I thought they were going to play it more serious the whole father thing. It's yeah. played for laughs every time it, in this movie. It, doesn't it get is played seriously Yeah, until never the once. Movie. And that's what kind of sucks is that this thing really should have been serious for Shrek to go through. Much like how he had to learn he's an ogre in the second film and that's, you know, what he has to live with is that yeah. he'll never be a handsome prince and even in the first one when he, he didn't think he... was pretty he'd...
0: handsome in the second movie <laughs> yeah. for a while.
1: Uh, and even in the first one where he re- he uh, learned that ogres can find love even though they're not meant to have yeah. it. But this movie, I was like, okay, they're gonna get serious until like Shrek becomes a great father figure by the ending, but he legit learns nothing about fatherhood in this movie. Nothing whatsoever. And that's my biggest issue is this movie's themes legit feels like it was not even developed and you can tell this movie is a cash grab because again everything that has to do with shrek being a father is
0: goofy silly baby jokes yeah that is it they could have they could have yeah had a scene of like closer towards the beginning where uh of him and fiona like babysitting donkey's kids mm-hmm. oh, that yeah. would have been like oh this could be a develop or even closer to the end uh yeah. Spoiler alert, before they have kids... Like, fuck it, this is a bad movie. We don't care for yeah. spoilers. And before they have the kid, they could have had him, like, babysitting Donkey's kids. That would have been... I think that would have been good. That oh, would have yeah. been, like, development as mm-hmm. a character. But instead, it's played yeah. off as him having a nightmare of having babies, and yeah. they're all like, da-da, mm-hmm. and they're all like... There's, like, a billion ogre babies crawling into his house yep. and stuff. Which is, like... I get it, he's scared of it, but I don't think that would... Makes sense of yeah. him having nightmares of having babies.
1: Yeah. Um, so the next bit of complaint is actually Donkey and Puss in Boots.
0: They really have no reason to be here, they're, which is what kind of sucks. They're supposed to be the comic relief, yeah. and I get it, because there is a point in the movie where fuck it, they switch voices, and it's like, oh, that's kind of funny. They could do something with that. There's no purpose. <laughs> There's a little bit of purpose at some points in the movie, but then it's like... They're not learning how to yeah. be like more friendly with each other. They're not learning how to be friends. It's just like, oh, I have your voice, you have mine. Yeah. Now we now we have to try and be like uh, ourselves. <laughs> and it doesn't work that well, and it mm-hmm. doesn't even have a good payoff. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, like, again, it's, like, stuff like that where I'm like, okay, what are Shrek and, you know, Puss in Boots going to do in this movie? They're there to basically tell Shrek, oh, things won't be that bad. Puss donkey is... And Puss and Boots. Yeah, or Donkey and Puss in Boots, and Donkey's like, oh, don't worry, I didn't think I was going to be a good daddy either, but look at me, I'm raising those mutant dragon donkey babies, and then uh, Puss is like, well, you could just run away with me and my cousin on a fishing boat and all that, and, like... That's about all the input they give to Shrek in this movie, and then they switch bodies for no apparent reason other than a joke that doesn't go
0: anywhere. I think the idea is that um, when Merlin was sending them back to Far, Far Away, or whatever the fuck the place is called, uh, Donkey and Puss in Boots grabbed hands. Yeah. What they... You notice that... But I mean, like, what purpose
1: does it serve them switching bodies? None whatsoever. No, there's not really any. I think...
0: uh, I, I did have, we did t- I just say like they could have they could have done a lot with it yeah if they, they were could have like developed their friendship become more knowing of each other like oh I didn't know you had to deal with this mm-hmm. I didn't know you had to deal with this but instead it's oh I am donkey that talks like Antonio De- Banderas's puss in boots yeah it's funny
1: yeah it's funny that's about it
0: Uh, now we'll move on to the next
1: characters in this movie. The new ones, actually. Um, so first off... Which ones? Justin Timberlake as Arthur. All right. Justin Timberlake as a guy is—he's pretty cool, I
0: guess. Uh, yeah, he was in yeah, one of the most he, popular boy bands of all time. Interesting. Yeah,
1: um, he's not half bad a singer. He was in the Trolls movie, as a lot of people know. He'll be His in Character trolls in the 2. Trolls
0: movie is actually kind of good. Like I, right. I like Trolls. It's a good movie. Um,
1: the thing is, uh, with Justin Timberlake in this movie, he plays Arthur, who is somebody that is a loser that gets picked on by actual nerds. And I was like, okay. I mean, that's kind of a weird inversion. Uh, his character I was not on board with a lot in this movie, I'm not going to lie. He's a little whiny, obviously kind of like Prince Charming. He gave me that, vibes of that a little bit. That's what bit. I was getting at yeah. when I
0: mentioned it earlier.
1: Yeah, and... Even in that regard, like, he's not thankful for the fact that Shrek is kind of taking him from this horrible life and stuff and trying to give him, you know, a kingdom to rule, and obviously he wouldn't be ridiculed anymore. But, again, he's ungrateful and stuff like that. He's constantly like, oh, you just want me to uh, be king, and I'm not even prepared and stuff. And then he figures out later in the film when Shrek just rudely tells him, go away, kid. I want nothing to do with you, that he was never going to be the next heir. He pouts, and then he runs into puss and donkey, and he gets the courage to come back and give a speech that... I kind of had a hard time buying he convinced every
0: single villain yeah. to be good. It, that was, it was the most generic, yeah. like, can't we all just get along? Yeah. speech? That it was such bullshit, I didn't, give yeah. a fu- I didn't give a crap about it. I was like,
1: okay, if there was a half of the villains that said, yeah, and then another
0: half that's like, no, we're still going to be bad, I'd be fine with that. They could have had yeah. their fight. They could have mm-hmm. had a big fight, f- fucking fight scene, and made it look good, but instead it's, oh... None of us! Yeah. And then the only payoff to that speech is, uh, fucking, well, Prince Charming Mm -hmm. picks up a sword. Yeah. And tries to kill Arthur, and Shrek steps in the way, takes the sword for him. I'm doing Mm -hmm. air quotes heavily because, yeah, after a few seconds, it's pretty obvious he didn't actually get stabbed. Mm -hmm. Uh,. Shrek winks at Arthur, gets up and says, Oh, work on your aim, buddy, and they arrest Arthur, I guess. What the hell what happens to him? I forgot. Uh
1: Shrek then picks up Charming and Charming's like, This is supposed to be mine, I'll be after. And then they push him underneath the castle that dragon knocks over, and he goes mummy and gets crushed by it. I don't think he dies though. Uh no, because like when it has the hole in it. No, sure. no, no. But the hole is like away from him a little bit, so his head might have gotten crushed, but his body made it. Because he I stand, he doesn't stand underneath. He most definitely died. It's on know. the Wikipedia too. Does Did he, he look, die? It's I on the Wikipedia. That I don't he's trust dead. the. I don't trust the. Wiki. No, no, no. It's a fan wiki, so like
0: fans determined. Yeah, he's most definitely. I don't trust dead. the fan. Um, but yeah, They're the Charming... same ones that made the ogre fucking, uh, sex video on yeah.
1: YouTube. <laughs> um, but even then, Charming's motivation doesn't make any sense to have a theater production, because A, he knows the kingdom hates him and will ridicule him the entire play, B, he knows Shrek is going to make jokes at his expense while he's on stage, and C, he knows for a fact that, again... Everybody hates him. So why would anybody care about a Broadway musical production of his entire kingship? That's... It's the dumbest motivation I
0: think I have ever seen. We've barely talked about Fiona in this movie. Which I I feel like it's developed enough to... It's poor, but yeah. It's like... Basically, Fiona's thing is her and her friend princesses, which is Snow White, uh, Sleeping Beauty, I think, is one of them. Yeah. Um, and Cinderella yeah. and Rapunzel and also her mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they realize that King Arthur, or fucking Prince Charming, yeah. is coming. They're such similar characters. I got them switched up. Yeah. Is coming, so they go hide in this cave that's in the castle that never that we never knew about until just this movie, because mm-hmm. plot convenience. Uh, they're hiding, and... They bust out, and then Rapunzel r- runs up to mm-hmm. Arthur, and they start kissing, and it's like, oh, they're together now. They didn't really set it up in any way. Mm-hmm, at all. <clears throat> no. So, Rapunzel's a bad person now. Yeah. And they all get arrested. They all get taken to jail and s- stuff. It's it's so yeah, bad. Like, even the
1: princesses. I was like, what the hell
0: are they doing here? Because I, they don't serve a purpose. No. Like, I think the best part of it was <laughs> uh, uh, when they're actually, like raiding the castle, and they're all badass, and they're that's playing about it. Barracuda with the backing mm-hmm. uh, instrumentals of "Cashmere" yeah. uh, by Led Zeppelin, which I thought was pretty cool, it sounds really co- yeah. good, but yeah, it's, that's the only good part of it, yeah. oh, Larry King uh, as doors. the u- ugly sister yeah. is pretty good, because he sticks his leg out and does, like, the whole, oh, see this nice leg, mm-hmm. and then just comes out and kicks the knights in the face,
1: yeah. Uh, then the last character that I want to talk about, Merlin. Eric Idle, I feel so bad for you and what they gave you to work with. Uh, he's a funny Monty Python guy. Obviously, everybody knows that. He was the one from Life
0: of Brian, right? Yeah,
1: and he's been in all of them, obviously. Well, yeah, But, but um, main one. Eric Idle is such a funny guy, and they put him in such an unfunny movie. What I don't understand about his character is he is also kind of swept under the rug. He is there for one thing, and then he just comes back at the ending to switch Puss and Donkey back, and that's it. That's his character. Yep. That's it. What happened to characterization in these movies? This movie is so bad at characterization. I don't get what happened. Because you look at the first two films and you go, that's great characterization. Yes. You'll get to this one and you're like, what the hell happened to these writers? What were they on when they wrote this script? Because no character is really that great in this movie. And that's what sucks about this movie is that it feels like a cash grab. It feels like it was thrown together so quickly, which is what I don't like about it. Now, one thing I'll touch on that I, you know, kind of uh, touch on with every Shrek film is the pop music in this movie. I don't even know if I could say the pop music fits in in any way in this movie. Like, I like Royal Pain at the beginning. That one is nice.
0: But then the rest of it, it just doesn't seem like it even fits the tone whatsoever in the Uh, movie. The only notable one that I can really think of that I enjoyed was, like I, I had mentioned before, Barracuda with the instrumental of... Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I think that was good, even though it's kind of just, like, yeah. for the princesses attacking the castle. Yeah. I guess it's a good Storming the Castle song. Pretty much. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all I can say about it. Um, it's it's enjoyable to listen to. It's it's a good collaboration yeah. of two songs, sung by Fergie. Yeah. Well, surprisingly.
1: Um, yeah, but then they have choices like Live and Let Die for King Harold's Funeral. That
0: was the worst yeah. one. Yeah.
1: I was like, why... It was, Played yeah. off as a joke, I think. Yeah. And then... I think. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think they only picked it because it had Die in the
0: name. Yeah. And he's dead. Wow, that's they smart. They could have brought Hallelujah by John, covered by John Kalevac. That would have been a better fit. Probably. Uh, but instead, it's Frogs. Yeah. Which I'm assuming are supposed to be his family. Probably. Singing Live and Let Die, mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit that no, well.
1: None not whatsoever. I, I think
0: it's still the original Paul McCartney version, which makes it even weirder. They could have... Yeah. Like, they could have had a cover artist so that it was more froggy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe made it more solemn. Um, instead, it's the original James Bond theme where it's live and let die, which I do not want to hear at my funeral. Yeah.
1: Um. Another thing. Does this movie do any world building? We get one new location in this movie, and that is this high school. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I don't get this why would I care about a high school in Shrek? I don't even like high school in general. Why would I care about this high school that realistic... Because funny. Yeah, it, it realistically does nothing different from any other high school movie. The only thing is, oh look, they're in medieval times and they're yeah. talking like normal high schoolers and I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't care. You're doing nothing funny with this. Like, John Krasinski is Lancelot in this movie at one he point. Is? Yeah, that was John. And he also has some terrible jokes in the movies. He calls Arthur Lord of the Losers and I was like, oh, that's that's a bad cringe right there. They, That's yeah, a bad Yeah, they legit thought that was a good line to throw in the movie. Um, There's even a moment that kind of just made me go, what is wrong with this school? Where everybody wants Arthur to die or to be thrown out because at one point Shrek picks him up and Arthur's like, please don't eat me. And everybody's like, eat him, eat him, yeah. please. I'm like, why would he stay at this past aggressive school? And why uh, like, does this school exist? He was by his
0: family. I know,
1: but just this place is terrible. Yeah
0: uh of course it's a play on the whole king arthur thing but it could have been done better and i think the joke is subversive expectations so you're expecting oh king arthur is this big strong knightly man and instead he's this wimp and it's like okay that's good i guess but how are they going to develop that are they going to have him become a bigger stronger man instead he's a whiny baby throughout the whole movie yes and the joke is that oh maybe King Arthur's not as good as we thought he was which yeah
1: which yeah the humor of this movie. I did not laugh much. Live and let time. I legit think this might be the most unfunny DreamWorks movie next to a few other DreamWorks movies that I've seen that aren't that funny. I'm looking at you, Boss Baby. I'm looking at you, B-Movie. What do you have against you. Boss Baby? Mm, I got a lot against Boss Alec baby. Baldwin as a baby? What do yeah. you have against Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Um, the thing is, this movie feels like, again, a cash grab. It's so a, a lot drive. of the jokes are just... Poop joke, fart joke, uh, edgy 12-year-old joke. Like, the script is legit not trying at all to write clever or funny humor. The adult jokes in this movie even don't even feel like adult jokes in that there regard. There adult jokes in this movie? I guess they're supposed to be. Like, the one where Donkey takes off the blanket and Shrek is naked. I'm like, okay, is that supposed to be the adult joke? Or the one where Puss is like a new... Oh, my man,
0: f-? you gotta start yeah. wearing pajamas.
1: Yeah, and then the one where Puss is like a new, my friend, are royally, and the foghorn plays over and I'm like, oh, there's the edgy 12-year-old joke. Oh, because he said... Fudge. Yeah, yeah, fudge, yeah. Um, Then there's the two guys that come out of the cage and go, bro, don't burn all my frankincense and myrrh. I'm like, oh, there's another funny uh, 12-year-old cause, joke. Because
0: they're living in a, uh RV or whatever it is at, yeah. on the campus because college, I guess? I guess. I guess this is supposed to be a college? Yeah. And uh, the name of the co- of the school is Worcestershire because... yeah. You know, that sauce? Mm-hmm, yeah, I, I don't know if it's an actual place. I don't know. I don't know. know either. Um, But
1: yeah, even then, uh, the baby montage at the ending, this movie realistically doesn't need to exist because Shrek 4 opens with a baby montage. You get the point of how stressing it is and, you know, like how Shrek is tired of it. In this movie, it happens at the ending and legit, it, it's not even that great of a payoff. It just shows Shrek and Fiona are loving being parents. Like... That's it, that's about all you get out of this movie is they liked being parents, you don't get any compelling themes out of this movie, you don't get any good character development, you don't get any good world building, you barely get anything good out of this movie. Now if I had to say some positives, cause I know I skimmed over it, like I said, I like the idea that Shrek doesn't want to be king. It makes sense in his character to not want to be king. I like the fact that he's not on board with being a dad. I like the fact that he kind of struggles with that fact sometimes in the movie. It's just, it's never taken serious. There's even one line in this movie that is so on the nose where the the one-eyed guy is like, who thought that a monster like me deserves something as special as you i'm like dear god do you just want to hit me in the head with a
0: mallet at that point like they, they took the little point that you can put on your nose mm-hmm. yeah and have that little uh hammer head that you hit with the hammer with that's the nail and then they hit the hammer with it yeah and drove the nail into your skull mm-hmm. and said you get it yeah, you get it. Do you get it? Yeah, do you get it? Because I get it. Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah.
1: Um. I don't even know if I could say any more positive. I mean, the animation's fine looking. Yeah. It looks. Was, yeah. It, it looks, looks Shrek. It, it looks Shrek. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's about all positive I can say. This movie just failed on so many levels. And I'm
0: not upset with people that say this movie shouldn't exist. Because it really shouldn't. You could easily put Shrek Forever After. Yeah. I mean, they don't even call it Shrek 4, do they? They just call it Shrek Forever After? Shrek Forever Forever After, After, yeah. So, easily, Shrek the 3rd could be taken out. And you could just do Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek Forever After. Yeah. Why didn't we just do that? Yeah, I don't get that either. I think... That's
1: kinda why Shrek four works is it doesn't acknowledge the events of three The only
0: things that it acknowledges are the babies. Yeah, that's about it. And even Even though Shrek two hints on the idea of the babies. Yeah. So it's yeah, like Shrek three, no reason for it to exist. None whatsoever. Final thoughts? I don't have anything else to say about this movie.
1: Okay, so again, I'll reiterate the small positives. I like the idea that Shrek should not be a uh, king. I like the idea that he'd be scared to be a father. I like the idea that Fiona is not so sure about it. I like the animation, but other than that, there's not much more I can say. Poor characterization, terrible world building, really, really bad villain. Uh, The songs do not even fit the movie mostly. There's one or two that we agreed on that were okay. Just this movie is a train wreck on so many levels. It does not deserve to be a part of the Shrek universe. I don't know. I would give it maybe
0: like a... Three out of ten. Oh, fuck. It's not Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. It's the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. I fucked that up. It's it's Barracuda with the instrumental of in, the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Yeah, But, yeah, so basically everything else Hayden said, but I'm gonna give it, um, a five. Oh. Because... That's all I can say. Because, you fool... I, I you know it's a three. Say it's a three. I apologize Brian. to the people who are gonna to listen to this and be like, why didn't Brian give it a three out of ten like Hayden did? Why didn't Brian? Give I'm even out confused like about that. So like,
1: why? Yeah. See, I don't get that. Like, you know it's a three. Just say it's a three. I'll give it a four. No, go three. Come on, please. Why do you want four. me to give this because thing? you know it's a three. I, I can see the look. Shrek,
0: forever third. Uh, is a th- oh it's a 3 out of 10 I, I, there, get, I yeah, get what you're going go. with I get what fun. you're going with yeah okay uh, people who listen to this if you hate what we say about these things it's just our opinion I know this isn't even the end of the podcast we have one more movie left why am I giving yeah, my final true. thoughts on everything yeah Uh, I guess well, we're done here right yeah we'll move on to I sla- I've, fla- I've slapped my knee enough yeah you, you people like that me slapping my knee
1: no they don't like a lot of things you do <laughs> Yeah, especially
0: that, too. All right, we're going to cut it off here. Shrek Forever After. We're finally at the end, ladies and gentlemen. This is a four-movie podcast, and I know that's going to... Let's just get on to it. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right, so Shrek Forever After is one that a lot of people just assumed was bad because of Shrek 3. And I don't like that assumption because a lot of them have not really watched Shrek the 3rd. In fact, this film only made like $750 million compared to like the other ones that were making like almost billions of dollars. But that's the thing is I can't believe a it lot of people just... Million? Yeah, that's not like, horrible. That's not horrible, but still, I can't believe that a lot of people don't remember this movie because, heck, I remember a lot of it better than Shrek 3. Uh, um, here's The th-
0: most I remember about this movie is my family getting it on DVD, mm-hmm. watching it once and never watching it again, and I don't know why. Yeah, like, I don't even know where our DVD for it ended up. Yeah,
1: like, I would take this movie over Shrek the 3rd. Um, The thing is, I think this movie's kind of underrated in some aspects. Yeah, it's not great, obviously, but there are some things to it, it that good, do though. make it better than Shrek 3 three, obviously. So first off, uh, if I had to open right out the gate, this movie is all about Shrek, has kind of grown up as now a lovable ogre. Everybody sees him as a soft ogre now, even though Shrek doesn't like that. Day after day, it's getting taxing, doing the same thing over and over again. He's tired of people being like, wow, you used to be a really scary ogre and stuff. Now people cheer when he roars, or they get excited to see him all the time. His entire house got turned into a roadside attraction people go by, and it's taking a toll on him. One day, he snaps at Fiona after a birthday party disaster. He goes and meets Stilskin, who promises him one day of him being an ogre again but once shrek signs the deal he slowly realizes that there were a couple things in that contract he should have read clauses yeah shrek has yeah shrek has to give uh to get true love's kiss by the end of 24 hours with fiona in order to break the contract and if he doesn't he gets thanos away forever so first off Yes, I am a firm believer that you can skip Shrek two and go immediately to this movie. You mean Shrek three? Or yeah, Shrek three and go immediately to this
0: I was movie. So you like Shrek 3. Yeah, 2, I yeah. really
1: like Shrek two. Um, yeah, you can skip uh, Shrek three and go immediately to this movie because, again, like I said, it opens with the baby montage. You get the point yeah. of how taxing it is for them as parents. Like, but you miss the funeral scene. <laughs> yeah, of live and let die. That's it. That's live all you let miss. Die. Um, but yeah. I like the opening of this movie because it kind of shows the fact that Shrek is an ogre and he still believes people should kind of see him as an ogre but now they just see him as a soft lovable guy and that's getting old to him because again in the montage we get his babies are constantly pooping and crying and stuff he has to change their diapers over and over again he can't ever have any me time because Fiona's like the outhouse is clogged or the roadside attraction is coming up and is being like there's Shrek the lovable ogre that everybody loves and then Shrek's getting tired of it and one day he goes to a birthday party where everybody is like oh Shrek used well, to be. His kid's baby. Well, yeah, his party. kid's birthday party. And he's like, oh, every or everybody's like, oh, Shrek, you used to be such a fearful ogre. Would you sign my pitchfork and torch? And again, he's tired of that. And even at the birthday party, uh, there's this one kid. he do the roar. Yeah, this kid became a meme for a while that constantly is asking uh, for Shrek to do the roar doesn't want to do it obviously and he kind of hates the fact that people want it just so they can cheer at it and be yeah. impressed because it was scary at one point like in the first film people were dead terrified of the roar they ran yeah. whenever shrek did it Either but now I. yeah but now that progression is people are like man it's really cool to hear shrek do yeah. the roar it's uh, iconic yeah it is iconic it's like now. the
0: lion roar before every mgm movie
1: yeah uh even another thing that really kind of uh stroke uh, stroke me as interesting was uh the poison apple that is the birthday place. The, they turned the poison apple oh, into the birthday I didn't place. Notice. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's actually a huge progression for the movie that the villains, like, after the events of the third, which I guess that's the only thing that carries over is the villains are good now, oh, is yeah. the poison apple has now turned into a kid's birthday party
0: place. And that's kind of interesting. Or entertainment place, Or, yeah, just
1: an entertainment place. I think place.
0: Pinocchio is like a, like a dancing matinee mm-hmm. character yeah. before it, isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah. Uh, but even then, I'm just kind of like, man, that's really interesting to see the progression. Like, this movie cares more about progression than, of course, Shrek the third did. And finally, Shrek snaps after all of this bad stuff keeps happening. The cake gets eaten, his kids are crying, the guy's still asking to do the roar, donkey's annoying him, and... He snaps and does the roar, everybody cheers, they find another cake, he smashes it and walks outside, and he's like, I used to be an ogre, but now everybody sees me as a jolly green joke, and Fiona's like, you've got a beautiful family and stuff, he's just, and then, he says one of the most harsh things in the series, uh, he's like, I just wish things would go back to the way they used to be, and Fiona's like, before you rescue me from the tower, and he goes, exactly, that's cold. Really, real ogre. Yeah, he was a really, uh, real ogre there. And I don't blame him because, again, people still, uh, should understand he is an ogre. He's not going to be like the nice, lovable guy everybody wants. He's going to get angry because. He's not going to be the king. Yeah, he's not going to be the king. He's not going to be a great guy. He is still an ogre. And yeah, he's a changed ogre. He's not as bad as he used to be, but he's still going to have ogre tendencies of getting mad when people annoy him. And people need to kind of realize that. But, uh, he storms off and meets the villain of this movie who I. Love so much. Rumpel Stillskin. Rumpy Stumpstone. Uh, if you guys don't know who Walt Dorn is, uh, when you were little, he was one of the head animators on the older SpongeBob seasons. Uh, he oh, was,
0: one through four? Yeah,
1: one through four. Um, he's done some other animated movies. Like, I think he's animated most of the Shrek films and stuff. Uh, they actually brought him in just to do scratch audio for the movie. He just voiced Rumpel until they hired somebody else. They loved it so much, they kept him as the voice actor. And honestly, I kind of mm. love it. He brings such a great performance What's to the table. Name? Walt Dorn Walt Disney Yeah, Walt Disney. They brought him wow. back from the dead to voice him. Um but yeah, it's I love the, the biggest fuck you to Disney ever. Yeah. I love <laughs> The, the uh, integralness that he has to the story and why he has a grudge against Shrek. Because at first, you would probably think, okay, why is this? Why is Rumpelstiltskin the villain? It doesn't make any sense. What grudge would he have against Shrek? It's not like Fairy Godmother who's upset that the happily ever after for Charming got ruined. It's not like Farquaad who's upset that Shrek is in love with Fiona and turns her into an ogre, it's obviously. It's not like
0: Charming who's mad that Shrek basically killed his mom. Yeah,
1: and is just a whiny baby. Um, yeah. His integral uh, details into the movie is that he was originally going to have the king and queen sign over the kingdom so Fiona would go free from the tower, but Fiona ended up getting freed, which put a dent in his plan, and of course nobody went for a contract anymore from him, and that kind of screwed up his entire thing was he would have been rich and famous from them signing the contract. And, yeah, I don't blame the guy for having a grudge because his entire livelihood is kind of nothing now. So when Shrek meets him and he's kind of manipulating him a little bit into signing it and going over, oh, well, you're an ogre, so everybody must fear you, obviously. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a laugh. And then he starts to manipulate him, like, oh, but magical transactions are my specialty. If you sign one day, I just have to take one day from your life, we just basically uh, let you go and do your thing for a day and you come back like nothing ever happened. 24 hours. Yeah, so... What happens is, uh, Shrek is like, oh, you can take any day for all I care. Take every day I have for all I care. So what day does Rumpy Pimpskin pick? Rumpy Pimpskin. Yeah, Rupy Poopskin, as they say Poopskin. in Shrek 3. Um, he takes the day Shrek was born without Shrek knowing. And, of yeah. course, this sets into motion, everything going crazy, this little uh, almost Wizard of Oz-like sequence where it's like a tornado is going on, and then Shrek falls on the ground. To a caravan going by, and somebody screaming "ogre," it crashes into a tree, and everybody gets out (laughs) and runs. And we actually get a nice song. I it's I don't know the name of the song. I figured you might. Do you know the song it
0: plays? I honestly.
1: It's a it's a happy song, obviously, but it kind of fits that Shrek is now back in his happy place, being the fearful ogre and stuff. He does some stuff that the two of us are like, it doesn't make any sense, but we didn't care. Because, like, at one point he's uh, doing, like, a little play and he comes out of it. Then he's yeah. he's
0: the bride at a the, wedding. This is the only of the yeah. movies that I basically watched with Hayden uh, mm. next to me because i'm gonna be honest i didn't watch this movie in time so we i was watching it on hayden's tablet yeah uh and hayden was like right next to me so we were basically doing our own like commentary for it making fun of some of the things in it because it was there were some genuinely like comedic things and some things that didn't make quite enough sense but it still made uh a decent amount of sense for us to be able to laugh at it oh yeah that's very true like uh the scene where at (laughs) there's a wedding going on Mm -hmm. and the uh the guys the Groom is lifting up the veil to see his bride, and it turns out to be Shrek, who stands up yeah. and is larger than what we saw the person being before. Yeah. And he's like, uh, starts dancing to himself while everyone runs out yeah. and everything. It's great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the running theme of this movie is not knowing how good you had it until it's gone. Uh, It's kind of like A Wonderful Life, basically, as Shrek meets A Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah, because Shrek goes to the swamp, and it's dried out. It's just a hollow tree. He goes in, everything is gone, and kind of barren filled with rats. Uh, He comes out to uh, an army of witches that capture him in a pretty fun sequence, not going to lie. Uh, They take him to a cage where he wakes up and donkey is kind of a slave mule now singing. yeah uh he's both the driver and also the music uh radio <laughs> yes. and so the witches whip him to get a song out of him obviously and donkey I doesn't driving i
0: control the radio yeah uh
1: donkey doesn't know shrek obviously which is the inversion is like uh he doesn't want anything to do to shrek because he's an ogre ogres
0: are bad obviously yeah, and he, he wants to keep his job because mm-hmm. he's yeah. like this is his main gig and everything so he wants to keep the job and keep getting paid and everything yeah
1: and so uh, he gets brought to the castle, or to Far, Far Away, where he sees it's in complete ruin. Like, it's legit, almost like a Mad Max Fury Road type situation where everybody is basically uh, trying to fight for either just scraps of food or even bits of money that they can. We see Jinji taking on animal crackers for bets, which was kind of comedic yeah. to see that inversion. It's like a
0: gladiator.
1: Yeah, thing, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but he gets brought to the castle where it is huge, luscious. The castle
0: is huge, yeah. glorious. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, some of the castles that you would see in the movies and, like, the kind of, like, Indian culture and stuff. Those really nice, beautiful-looking, like, structures with the big domes and stuff. Yeah. Can't think of what they're called right now.
1: Yeah, I can't either. Um... So, yeah, he gets brought to Stillskin and a bunch of witches that are partying there. And, again, another version is, like, the three little pigs are uh, the goose's, like, personal maids and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, the wolf is the wig master, which I kind of, uh, find kind of funny. Pinocchio just wants to be a real boy, but he gets shafted in his attempts again, which is kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, because
0: he's, he's, like, he goes to Rumpy Stump Stump yeah. for uh, the contract. I mean, uh, he's just about to sign it before Shrek barges in, and Rumpelstiltskin knocks over the ink bottle, and uh, yeah. P- Pinocchio's like, no! Yeah. Um, my, f- my chance was wasted! Yeah. This is where we
1: get Rumpel dumping pretty much all the exposition onto why, uh, yes, Shrek does get the day that he wants, but it comes with an asterisk of, like, he had to pick a day from his life, so Rumpelstiltskin heard him utter the words, take any day, take them all for all I care. He takes the day Shrek is born. Yeah. Which basically means after this hourglass is gone, that Shrek will no longer exist, because... Yeah he was never born but at the same time shrek doesn't understand where fiona is and why he doesn't have all these things he's like well if you weren't born you never rescued fiona uh you never met donkey you never had kids none of this ever happened because of this one specific day which a lot of people are kind of like okay how does Farquaad play into this how does uh prince charming play into this how does everything play into this this is what i picked up on so again Farquaad would have had to send knights to rescue Fiona, and they yeah. were all incompetent, dumb knights that the dragon easily could have took
0: out. Well, and technically, I, Shrek was incompetent Yeah, was too, but incompetent He got too. lucky. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah, and uh, at some point, I would imagine that once uh, Rumpelstiltskin mm-hmm. took over, he probably wiped out
0: Farquaad and most of his kingdom because yeah. he had the dragon I, in power. I and I Henschel's was hoping to would get that throwback and have like Farquaad be mm-hmm. like yeah. a servant to Rumpelstiltskin or something. Yeah. And I felt like that would have been funny, and then maybe have like the fairy godmother be like a um, snake oil salesman, like one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, That would have been uh, yeah, a, a good idea.
1: Because a lot of people are like, well, wouldn't Prince Charming still rescue uh, Fiona? No, because once the kingdom was signed over by uh, Harold and uh, Lillian, I she think is her name, freed. they got thanos and he basically became ruler, and, of course, Fairy Godmother was only after the throne, and she can't get it from Stillskin, so Charming would yep. realistically have no reason to go after Fiona at all, yep. because the crown is not there anymore. Which is why she could have become a snake oil Yeah. Salesman. Like, they thought this out, people. It's not like they didn't before this happened. They obviously yeah.
0: knew what I, they would have I, to do. I just personally wish they would have thrown some, like. Small cameos. Thro- yeah, small cameos. Have, like, what I said, like the snake oil salesman, have, like, the servant and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, after this, we get into a sequence where Shrek tries to escape, and he gets onto Witch's Broom and rescues Donkey, and, uh, he rescues Donkey, but Donkey's running like, please take my wallet, take my wallet, um, what does he say? I'm being ass-snapped, I think yeah, is what he says, that, which...
0: that fucking got me. I yeah, was watching was this movie, and funny. I was like, ah, <laughs> he said ass-snapped, and I don't know why it got me, I think it's just the 12-year-old side of me, it was like, oh, ass-snapped, that's funny, because bad words are funny, Hayden. Yeah. We're all adults here. Bad words are funny. That's why I say so many bad words. Like, uh... Taxes. Yeah, taxes. Um, (laughs) yeah, but
1: then, of course, uh, Donkey runs away from him, obviously, and Shrek goes to sit down on a log, and he pulls out the little doll Felicia has, And he sheds a tear. And this is, in fact, the first time we ever see Shrek cry in this franchise. And that kind of shows vulnerability. An ogre does not cry. Toxic ogre masculinity. You shouldn't cry if you're an ogre. Um,
0: (laughs) Toxic (laughs) ogre masculinity. masculinity. (laughs) Um, I made the joke when he started crying. I was like, oh, fairy godmother, just a tear away. That that would have been fucking great. Because it would have just have her appear like that. That would have been hilarious. And she's all, like, wearing, like, tattered clothes and stuff. Uh, But yeah, he he sits down, he starts crying looking at the doll, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think donkey starts talking to him like yeah i cry all the time man thinking of my grandma thinking of all these different things it's uh so donkey we know he's emotional we know he's been emotional since the beginning though
1: (laughs) yeah um that's another thing too that i found rather interesting was the fact that the movie kind of showed that shrek is vulnerable now he lost something that he never really took for uh, granted or anything and that's what kind of sucks so then of course donkey decides to help him but shrek is like wait she would still be in the tower obviously if nobody rescued her He goes there and sees that it's all pretty much decayed. He goes to the wall and sees all of the uh, check marks on the wall and stuff, and and shows how long Fiona had been there. And so uh, Shrek is like, I don't know where she would have gone, but she left the favor behind and stuff. The dragon's not there. The lava's all gone. And he's like, what happened to her? Well, Donkey goes into the forest and finds Waffles, gets knocked down a hole, Shrek follows them, and we find an army of ogres. So, the inversion in this movie and the growth they give to Fiona is that after all these years of her being the damsel in distress, she finally got tired of nobody coming to rescue her. So, she took matters into her own hand and went free and became kind of a badass warrior, basically. Yeah. And she leads this army of resist- uh, resistance she fighting becomes ogres. A strong,
0: independent woman.
1: Yeah, and so that's great growth for Fiona because she basically didn't really have much besides damsel in distress. It felt like she could hold her own in some sequences, but she never got an evolution to this degree where she was full-on badass, basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, Her character in this movie is actually really good because she has developed more as a basically warrior. She's basically in charge of all of these strong ogre men, but it's not like the whole, oh, bow to me thing. It's like they're all... relatively equals oh yeah they're all strong yeah because
1: this movie does better than what a lot of nowadays movies does where fiona is equal but still a badass character yeah and she is
0: a leader technically because she was the one that started this revolution yeah and the way that like most leaders who start revolutions would be the ones that everyone follows follow Mm -hmm. the leader yeah but at the same time she's one of those leaders that still keeps herself relatively equal And has her own little, like, round table of people that she talks to. Like, John Hamm's character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is Jane Lynch's character one of the ones of her round table?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's one of the ogres. And then, of course... There's uh, Craig Robinson as the cook.
0: Cookie. Uh, He's he's the best. Yeah. Because he's just funny. He's got his chimichangas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Shrek finally gets to this area mm-hmm. and he sees all these ogre people and he's oh do you uh ask he's asking about fiona right mm-hmm. so he's asking about fiona and then he finally sees her and he's like runs up to her and starts gets kicked in the face by her yeah <laughs> which is great because she's uh basically doesn't know who he is at this point and he thinks she might know who he is because mm-hmm. you know yeah false memories or something yeah. I don't yeah but, yeah, so he's trying to get back with her throughout the whole sequence in the movie. Meanwhile, all these other ogres are trying to get him to join the Resistance. He's get, He gets pushed with Cookie. And we do see a lot of sequences of Shrek and Fiona, like, tr- actually getting along. Yeah, bonding a little bit. Bonding, yeah. But she, she still pushes him away every time. Because she has... I guess, boundary issues because she got pushed away by her family or something.
1: Yeah, and she... True love never came. True love never came. So she had to make her way out of there. Why would it come now, obviously? Yeah. uh,
0: I think the first time we really see him try to get to her after she kicks him in the face is when he's in her room and he's Mm -hmm. talking to a puss uh, who is no longer in boots. Instead, he's puss wearing a scarf i guess yeah he's Neck-tie. fat uh yeah he's fat he's
1: he, he's I mean, a chunker
0: as i call it that is probably one of the jokes that kind of falls flat because it's oh cat was skinny and and agile now he's fat like it's fat thor yeah it, it's all it is he's the fat thor of this movie but i don't think they make the biggest point out of it like they do bring it up a little bit but they don't make a yeah. big point out of it like the avengers end game did yeah uh Yeah, so there's that, and she comes in and sees him talking to Puss, and he tries to give her this gift basket of slugs and all these different things. Uh, He keeps trying to kiss her, which is the whole point of, oh, he needs true love's kiss to be able to break this uh, spell that Stump Stump has put him under. And she doesn't want to because she doesn't know who he is. He's this new guy. Uh, And as it afterwards, he basically gets put with Cookie. They're going through the whole resistance thing. Uh, Cookie even finds the box of slugs yeah, and says, oh, probably just some guy trying to get with her again. Yeah. And after that, he... Trains with he, her. He finds out that he needs yeah. to find a way to get into her heart and trains with her. And this sequence is kind of like funny and nice because it does show that he does want to be with her. So he is... Uh, changing, exchanging blows with her. They're, like, punching each other in the face and stuff. Yeah. But they never kiss. No. Because they're not quite uh, at true love yet.
1: No, but they bond over the shoe-tying method, obviously, which I thought was really yeah. nice because that kind of shows that the two of them do really know a whole lot about each other. And then Puss sees it, of course, as, like, you, have, you must go to her, say something about the curse, obviously, but Fiona's trying to plan this. Uh, basically, it's an ambush. And so... Yeah. I also like this movie because it also introduces a character that I was at first kind of like, what are they going to do here? And the Pied Piper is a bounty hunter that uses the flute to make uh, certain creatures dance. And so when he shows up, he's making the ogres dance, which is a pretty comedic sequence. But as that's going... Trent
0: Robinson's character's into it. Cookie is into it. Yeah, is into
1: it. Um, But at the same time, we see Shrek and Fiona. Fiona's like, how do you know about the curse and stuff? She's like, you know nothing about me. And he goes over all of the stuff. Like, I know that you sleep next to candlelight because you're afraid of waking up in that tower again i know when you make a wish you scrunch up your nose and cross your fingers uh he knows all this other stuff about her and she is kind of touched by that and the fact that he knows it but again she's still in denial like no why would true love come and all that the two of them go and get in the dancing line and puss and donkey rescue him and this scene in particular, afterward, is handled so well. Because Shrek is still demanding true love's kiss. He's like, if you kiss me, all problems go away. Yeah. Fiona goes, kisses him, you see the thing swirling around, but then nothing happens because she it's doesn't, yeah, she doesn't believe yet. in true love. She does not like him at all. And Shrek yeah. is like, what the heck? You know, obviously... and He, he re- thinks he's failed.
0: Yeah. He thinks that he's basically a failure of a ogre. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of just goes away for a while, right? He thinks he's yeah. He basically does what he does in the first movies, the first few movies, where he fails, he goes away in hiding, and then Mm-mm. decides, oh wait, I need to finish this. <laughs> yeah, obviously.
1: Um, so then he turns himself into Rumple, obviously, and he. Uh, can't obviously end it because Rumpel's like, ah, True Love's Kiss breaks that contract. He signs the contract and lets the ogres go, kind of showing a growth that Shrek is willing to, you know, risk his life for the lives of others in this new universe and stuff. And so when he does that, obviously, uh, he gets brought to, like, the chamber where the dragon is that nobody knows about yet, and Fiona's there. And he's like, wait, Rumpel, you said you free all ogres. He's like, oh, yeah, but Fiona's not, not all ogre. All ogre. And Rumpel is just it's so... It's all over now. Yeah, he's so damn smart in this movie, and I love it. because smarter than me. He's thought about every little detail in this movie, and yeah. I love it. Like, charming. Get out of line. Rumpel's still basically skin. a
0: devil's advocate yeah, character, because he thinks yeah. of all these things that you wouldn't normally think of. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're chained up together, and it's its the classic one person pulls, and the other person gets pulled back and stuff. Yeah. I think that's been done in movies before, right? Yeah. I uh, can't think of any examples because dumb brain. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, anyways, the two of them work together to tie up Dragon and all of that, yeah. and then the fight sequence with the witches and the ogres. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin tries to fly away, but it doesn't work out for him. And then, after it's all over, Shrek starts to Thanos away. And obviously, this is kind of a touching moment because uh, Fiona's breaking down, and Shrek's like, you've done everything. You know what the best part of today was? That I got to fall in love with you all over again. Yeah. And they kiss. And the true love's kiss works because the sun comes up and Fiona doesn't change, obviously. Yeah. And then everything starts to go away in a thanos type sequence. And Rumpel gets sucked into the vortex. We're back at the party where Shrek first started. It, and in the vortex yeah. turns out to be Shrek roaring. Yeah, roaring.
0: Which is a cool way to like, transition, like, transition. yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and then, of course, Shrek is so happy he's hugging everybody and all that. And he even shows off the nose thing they learn in the movie, which is kind of cool. Uh, Then at the ending, we have probably the best line of the series where uh, Shrek is like, I always thought I rescued you from the Dragon's Keep. She's like, you did. And he's like, no, you rescued me, Fiona. And it ends nicely. Yeah, it's a great This movie is so underrated people you have to give it a shot i don't know why so many people dismiss it as another bad shrek sequel because it's really not
0: it's good yeah um i like that we end this movie off just the way the first one ended off with i'm a believer Mm -hmm. but this time it's not smash mouth it's weezer yeah it was a good cover um Yeah, this movie's really good. It's got a lot of, like, great ideas through it. I love that we get to see more ogres than just Shrek and Fiona. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, like, a full family of ogres. Yeah, again, if the sequel is made, it expands the universe. How? This movie
1: expands it pretty massively. I mean... You could
0: do uh, Meeting Shrek's Family or something. I don't
1: know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But this movie, again, it it expands the universe, obviously. We get great character development. Again, Shrek gets to learn about the life that he had that was good for him. Fiona is a badass world that got tired of waiting all of her life uh donkey yeah donkey learns to make friendship with people that you know he'd be scared of at first uh Stilskin is obviously the one step ahead devil's uh, advocate villain uh even the pop song is in this movie i'll give some credit because again they kind of fit the thematic purposes of each of the sequences and stuff even the ending with i'm a believer coming back that fits shrek so well as a series because that's kind of
0: the theme song obviously when you think of shrek uh i don't Uh, I guess. Do you want to get into final thoughts? I don't really know if we have much else to say about this movie other than yeah, that's a good. Um, animation's very good too. Yeah, I'm surprised this one
1: has actually aged extremely well. I was I was really shocked. First one, second. I mean, they've all aged pretty well, even though the
0: third one's not as good of a movie. Mm
1: -mm, No. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people need to see this one more. Uh, I think that a lot of people need to realize this isn't just a bad Shrek film. There are a lot of good things to it. Uh, it has very good themes. It has a very good and compelling Shrek-written character. It has a good character written for Fiona. It has a very great villain that a lot of people need to just see this movie for because Walt Dorn poured his heart and soul into this character. This movie is fantabulous. I, I love this movie. I, I just overall think that you guys need to give this movie a second chance. I'm gonna give it
0: a seven. I, I I really like this movie right. uh, I, I really enjoy this movie I thought that as a Shrek sequel it's one of the better ones uh, you can't be Shrek 1 and 2 as a great pairing of movies um, it's way better than Shrek the 3rd oh, yeah. uh, this movie has really good animation but that's most of Shrek movies have really good animation mm-hmm. uh, It the cast is great it's, the music choices were great yeah. I think I would give this one like a 6 or a 7 okay uh, yeah I don't have much else to say about it. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. Shrek Forever After was a great choice. Shrek Shrek for this podcast was a great choice. And this is going to go up on St. Patrick's Day now. Is it? Yeah, the 17th. All right. Um so yeah,
1: uh a little update, I guess. No Time to Die has been delayed. No Time to Die has
0: No Time to Die it has been yeah. delayed. Uh so the James Bond podcasts will be delayed. We sorry, don't people. know
1: what to fill it in with. We're sorry. So uh,
0: I think I I have some ideas, but I don't want to spell them out here and have them not happen. Okay. (laughs) Um, Uh,
1: Yeah, it it kind of put a damper in the whole scheduling thing, I'll
0: say that. Yeah, uh, we'll probably come up with something. What's next month? April? Yeah. Oh, it's my birth month, so we can just do the movies I choose for my birthday. That could Mm -hmm. be our only podcast next month. Yeah. Well, if we got any suggestions anybody wants to take, feel free to throw Um. Of course, we have the months after that, we're going to have themed, I'm assuming... Uh, this, this is an enjoyable podcast to do because it's not as, yeah. uh, st- I don't think it's as streamlined as what yours is where we watch every, like most of the movies that come out in theaters. We get to pick the movies we want to watch for this one. Yeah. Uh. Most of them come in trilogy packages. Yeah. That's what we try to do. Or we try and do themed. Yeah. Like the animation, live action animation episode we did. hmm Uh, yeah, this is an un- enjoyable podcast to do. If anyone has suggestions for us, of course, give us ideas. Um, I... don't know what else to say about this, honestly. Mm -mm. Yeah,
1: so Shrek is a franchise, uh, kind of a weird little franchise, but at the same time, I'm glad they at least ended it on the way Shrek should end. They at least tried to give Shrek a thematic, uh, thematical and purposeful ending to this franchise. They even canceled the fifth film because they said they just wanted to keep it Shrek forever after. The story of Shrek had been told. Obviously, Illumination's going to reboot it. I'm not happy about it. A lot of people are not happy about it. It's just my good. Goodness, I don't know what that Illumination film is gonna be like,
0: but I'm sorry people. Uh, we'll have to suffer. We can hope that they keep it true. They're they're also doing that Mario movie that might be good. I don't trust Illumination at uh, all. I think they'll keep the Mario animation true to Mario. No, I don't know if they'll do the plot well. I think it's gonna be Illumination's animation.
1: I don't know. Every
0: if, character if, design if, looks the same. If they're letting if they're doing it with Nintendo, Nintendo's gonna wanna keep creative control hope, over
1: it. I really hope mm-hmm. Nintendo. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll end it off here because we don't have much else to say, and I know Hayden's gonna have a stroke now because of illumination. Yeah. Bye!